0: Welcome to the Something Something Experience podcast, episode 63. I'm Michael John Simpson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. If you sign up for the free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp, it won't cost you anything extra, and they'll give us a little something in return. Help us out, won't you? our guest is filmmaker tara price tara and i met at ground control karaoke by way of kind introduction by former something Two xp guest patrick duncan tara and i talked about her short film the routine sci-fi david lynch tv movies nail polish and bowie i've made lunch here's episode 63 of the something something experience Things I meant to do Dear diary Remember to wear a belt with pants
1: Remember to wear pants
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then there's remember to wear pants Cool Alright Get the phone turned off Get it muted for a couple hours Groovy Groovy, groovy Okay, hi Hi So I have to confess The only work of yours that I've watched so far Is the routine That's okay But man is that good Thank you I was, I'm, I'm, I'm since meeting Patrick and now you, this thing for, um, this whole universe condensed into like eight or nine minutes (laughs) is fascinating and intriguing and makes my mind just like open, like the pages of a book and just like this horizon of, wow where did this start where is this going to end and here's this little tiny snippet and Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's almost like being at a party and meeting somebody and chatting with them for 10 minutes but you don't know where they necessarily came from or where they're going to go after this or what what's going to happen to them tomorrow but you get this little slice of somebody's life and a little tiny little blurb of somebody's life and it's just it's really cool really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, the, the kind of, um, dark irony of, of, uh, uh, if that's the right term to use, um, uh, of, of the routine, uh, and, and just that. That I just felt this like kind of almost like evil smile coming across my face of like of like yeah <laughs> technology's gonna kill us all you know that kind of thing yes. it's great <laughs> it it's is. great it's great
1: that's awesome oh I love it I love hearing that that's go ahead scoot rad. on
0: in so we can hear your voice there
1: that's rad um I don't have to say I've only done one other thing before that so uh that's that's my most recent thing mm-hmm. so thank you for watching that
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: I write. I, I lean towards bleak, and
0: uh, yeah. Well, a lot of your best science fiction is pretty bleak. I mean, a lot of the right, you know, the yeah. stuff
1: I grew
2: up on.
0: Sure, sure. It, yeah, the stuff that we saw in the seventies, and I wouldn't presume to know how old you are, but I, I, I'm, I'm older than I look. So I actually absorbed a lot of media in the seventies and eighties, and uh, and then uh, as as a Gen Xer, absorbed a lot of media from the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. 70s during that those years as well and a lot of my mom called it depressing sci-fi that, that <laughs> she didn't really like sci-fi all that much because it was all too depressing and it wasn't until star wars where sci-fi kind of also became the joseph campbell you know hero's journey fantasy as mm-hmm. well space opera stuff and be- but because before that sci-fi always had this message and it was not usually a happy you know other than star trek it wasn't necessarily high uh, you know a shiny jumpsuit future it was Bleak. Right.
1: But that's like true to life, you you're know? Right. I mean, oh, that's you're right. life. You're right. Like, I'm not a, a big fan right. of the happy ending because it's, it's unrealistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. know when
1: you get the happy ending, if you were to continue to hold it. There's the always a condition, heads, a string, yeah. a con, a,
0: a, a fine print, a something.
1: Exactly. Exactly. A,
0: a, everybody dies, you finally get all the time to read and you break your glasses.
1: <laughs> there was I love not that fair. Reference. There
0: was time now.
1: <laughs> Burgess time Meredith. At last. Yes. Yes, it's a great episode. It is.
0: All those. it is. It is. one of my favorite. Oh, all of all, all the uh, Twilight Zone. I'm yeah. I'm a super nerd. About We've it. talked a lot on this podcast with other guests about about Twilight Zone and just how rich all that work is, and a lot of people dismiss Night Gallery, and I don't. I, I would say that Night Gallery probably wasn't as deep uh, because during the '60s and the Red Menace, Menace in quotes. When, when conditions are placed upon the artist restrictions conditions caveats that forces creativity I'm the, I'm of the opinion that that forces somebody to get clever and creative and that's why so much of that black and white Twilight zone, a it's black and white so you have to force the audience to think in color even though it's black and white to imagine things like color I mean I think I think of psycho and the chocolate syrup for yeah, blood right. you know. So, you have to force the audience to fill in those gaps, but then you can't talk about communism. You, all, you know, McCarthy's goons are going to come knocking on your door. You can't talk about that stuff directly, so you turn communists and Russians into aliens or monsters or whatever, and it forces you to get clever. And and that, you know, b- blossoms forth creativity. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a b- no, I, of the opinion.
1: No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, uh, I also think Serling was so ahead of his time.
0: Way ahead of his I time.
1: I mean, and everything we see today was sort of birthed. From you bet. That. You
0: bet. You bet. There's
1: really nothing you can watch anymore that is. isn't... Serling,
0: to Serling was to that. television, to American television, and probably even some other, you know, media from other places as well. On the influence level. Yeah. On a deep avant-garde, pushing the envelope level as, as say, somebody uh, like Bowie was to music or to art or that kind of thing, where where so much innovation and so much influence happened from this one figure and this one body of work, and it's just brilliant and It's, so, it's so much. It's so much, so much so that rich, came yeah. from
1: his brain, you know, and I'm a fan of Night Gallery.
0: I am. I'm the a doll. big fan. Yes. Oh, God. The the, the in thing. in the pilot, the uh, the spider episode where the guy is afraid of spiders, the arachnophobe, and the, there's the hot woman living upstairs or whatever, and he keeps washing the spider down the plug hole, and it gets, keeps getting bigger and bigger, and she comes and knocks on the door and then this you see in the background this giant spider go crawl behind the I couch. He's like I'm going to go lay down on the couch to <laughs> a nap, you know? I'm like, "Ah, because you know, it's like oh god, he's going to uh you know, right?
1: I can't even talk about it. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> we'll move on. So uh so yeah, the lights go out and Joan Crawford, she can't see. She finally gets to see for for uh, half an hour and there's a blackout. Poor poor woman. I'm I'm a, I, I like that that uh Hardwick says that the twilight zone and some of even night gallery should have been called nice try asshole. <laughs> ah, that's fine. Mm. Oh. Yeah.
2: Just, mm. Mm.
0: But but I found in in the routine I found uh, it had that teleplay feel to it. It had that that I have to condense all this down into a half an hour or, t- or, you know, but nine minutes or whatever. But, and I, it felt like that. It really? felt, it felt like a, like a snippet of a, of a night gallery, like one of a, a segment on night gallery. It felt that way to
1: That's me That's huge. Thank because
0: you. even with the clearly advanced nature of the technology of that time period of which it was taking place, which is clearly some form of future or a, a little around the corner from where we are, maybe down the road and around the corner from where we are. There's also something very, very old school about it as well. The way that the lead figure is dressed. Thank you. And I love the mixture of old and future. Oh I my god, love, I'm glad
1: you picked up on that. I love... I on
0: that's list. why I like the Fallout series video games so much. Because everything looks like... The original world before the nukes b- dropped looked like it was an alternate 1957... But it was actually 2077. Never seen it. Because it, it, everything's, you know, women are wearing the, you know, the high heels and pearls and, you know, little mm. penny dresses is home and doing the laundry and stuff with a, with a robot in the kitchen doing all the cooking and stuff. And then the nukes drop and then all this amazing technology, you know, Guns and weapons and stuff.
1: Everything just repeats itself. Ultimately, yeah. everything yeah. does. Like kids right now are wearing stuff that we wore in the eighties.
0: But the design aesthetic, the location, the house yeah. that you shot in a, was clearly like an older house, and and yeah. the 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 main character's mode of dress, and you know it had it had that you know uh, early sixties housewife flavor to it, which being a Gen Xer and having watched all that TV growing up very well, appealing you. it has, it has a, I have a nostalgia for a time, some time period before I was born
1: yeah I think we we all do
0: yeah that's I think that and I've do said do you this remember
1: did you have this like as a kid in the 80s I think we're probably about the same age when that the 60s came back yeah and I remember my parents yeah. making fun 50s of me and over 60s it. Like, it was
0: Bob the Bobby Socks period in the very early 80s all the girls were wearing bobby socks and saddle shoes to school with their pant legs rolled up a little bit and their hair back in a I ponytail sort of remember and, a, that, and an oxford shirt. like around
1: 1989.
0: Oh this was even coming before. Up this was the 80, 20th 81, 82 right, right 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 All the kids were wearing yeah. tie eyes. And there was right and there was a right and then and then in the early 90s when grunge happened they had another Woodstock festival. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So like
1: ninety. 90-
0: 94, or something 94. like that, 95, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
1: But everything recycles itself, you know? I'm, I was wearing stuff, and remember my, my dad was just beyond himself over it, like, oh yeah, yeah. I used to wear that one, how your age, blah, yeah. blah. But, um, also, you know, it, it I don't know if you read a lot of Ray Bradbury.
0: I did, in, in high school.
1: Yeah, like the Martian Chronicles, mm-hmm. you know, all... We, would, we did lot- the
0: Illustrated Man and the Martian Chronicles and, and all that. And his stuff
1: is very... I'm really drawn to things that are timeless, Mm
0: -hmm,
2: you know, mm -hmm, where you mm -hmm, can't
1: pinpoint. mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of something I watched recently that that was, um, damn it, it'll come to me later, but there's some movie that I watched recently that, oh, 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 uh, It Follows.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and
1: that same thing, it had a very 80s feel, but yet that one girl had that weird fucking compact Kindle thing. And one of the things I noticed in people, you know, writing about it online and amateur reviewers and critics and shit they were bitching about that we don't know they couldn't figure out what time frame it took place in because of that and that's exactly why i loved it you know because it's just like you're juxtaposing past and future and because it's a fucking movie man yeah. it's 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 made up it's fiction you can do whatever you want and the minute you do that the minute you mix those time periods it becomes a whole new time period that's completely ambiguous and forces you to use your imagination, like you were saying with Twilight Zone and the black and white stuff. I, I, I like that art that just pisses some people off. I
0: like art that makes the audience work a little bit. That's I That's why too. I love David Lynch so much. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many people fucking hated Mulholland Drive, and that's my all-time favorite movie of all time. Really? Because you have to work. If you don't get the whole thing, you have to work out what happens in the third act. Mm-hmm. That you're dealing with... A fantasy world and reality. And that line is very, very subtly... Wo- uh, that, that line is very, very subtly wo- uh, drawn, sorry, in the sand between Acts 2 and 3. And you have to figure out, oh, okay. So you, work you have for to it. work for yeah, it. Like Eraser head, very <clears throat> challenging, you know. Obviously something like Elephant song, Man. Yeah. Even though Elephant Man was clearly Lynch's most straightforward narrative piece... Um, other than like Blue Velvet, but still much more of like a mainstream story about a tragic figure who ultimately gains the ultimate power of his existence by the end. Still challenging, still challenging. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like work that makes me think a bit.
1: Me too. That's why I'm drawn to science fiction too, especially time travel stuff.
0: Yes, Doctor Who.
1: Then you really have to. You know what's funny is I have not seen Doctor Who since I was a kid. And this whole resurgence it's, ha- it's having right now, or it has been having. It's it's so Ten, mind-boggling. Eleven never years a little now. Kid watching it. No one watched it. Almost eleven
0: years for. since the new series has been out again. Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I've got I haven't all. Seen any of them. I have all fifty-two years on on the computer at home. All of
1: it. I have the theme song in my iTunes, but it just because it takes me back to being a little kid. But I I've never watched. Yeah, I was now.
0: watching. I lived in Denver, grew up in Denver, and we were watching Doctor Who on Sunday, Saturday Sunday mornings on PBS, and they. They were playing Tom Baker episodes from the seventies.
1: That's the one I used to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny. With his 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 scarf
0: and the hair, hair, teeth and curls, and the jelly baby. (laughs) That's
1: what I think of when I think of Doctor Who. It's just sonic screwdriver. It's this big thing right now.
0: Canine, Sarah Jane Smith, and Leela, and yeah, oh yeah.
1: You're so nerding me right
0: now. That's all right. That's what I do. (laughs) It's not a competition.
1: (laughs) It's always a competition.
2: (laughs) Oh wow!
0: So. Let's. I'd like. I'd love to hear some of your story as well. Like, like, where did you start? Being uh, obviously as a kid, watching Twilight Zone and watching Doctor Who, and probably other things from the other TV. Maybe Star Trek. Maybe like a
1: little bit.
0: Maybe like a uh, um, Outer Limits or something like that. Some reruns oh, of that I from love the. That yeah, show. yeah. We control the horizontal. We control the vertical. <laughs>
1: yes. You know what else I loved? Do left? not attempt to adjust on TV set. Later in the 80s, set. all the uh, Tales from the Crick, oh, yeah. Tales from the Dark yes. Side. Yes, Tales from, from the, the Dark empty, Side. the series. Oh, my God. So oh, many
0: great people show. started on that show. And my, my favorite, favorite, favorite episode of, ta- of Tales from the Dark Side is... The episode with the grandpa who wouldn't die.
2: Yes! <laughs> uh, Brent
0: Spiner was, uh, you know, Data from Star Trek was the preacher. Uh, 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 Christian Slater was the kid. Oh
1: my God, that's right.
0: And somebody else um, it was the preacher, and there's one other person. There's somebody else who's really big in there too, and now it's escaping me. God, I love that episode so much. But then there's so many, of the one with Jerry Stiller, where he's basically like a, a, a shock jock radio host... It's called oh, The Devil's yeah. Advocate or the, yep. you know, something like that. So good. And he's like, you know, it turns out he's in hell. And then there's the guy with the cockroaches. And then, oh, my God. Oh, it oh, freaked me out. oh God. And it was so great. Tales from the Dark Side. And then, you know, out of that, out of The Twilight Zone and things like, like uh, Night Stalker, you know, uh, mm. um, uh, you know, the Darren McAvin series, and then all that stuff, and then that all just kind of birthed X-Files, and then X-Files just became this hub of what it meant to be a nerd in the 90s. <laughs> when nerding, when being a nerd still wasn't cool. And that was one of the first things that really became mainstream, the way you didn't get made fun of for digging the X-Files. And now it's back tonight. Tonight it's back.
1: That's yeah. The so new I'm episode hearing. is tonight. I'm so out of the loop. Man. Yeah, that's right. I don't have right. TV in like a decade. Yeah, it's some people don't. Really, yeah, really out of the loop. But Netflix Well, you're making me stuff, so
0: don't ever apologize yeah, I'm for that. I was too busy. You don't, yeah. yeah, I'll go with that.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It's true though. I don't know how people have time to watch TV
0: these days, especially. I, There's I so much content out. You have to like watch it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. And in fact, that's why I was never able to get into speaking of of all this stuff. Uh, damn it! I'm blank on the name now. A uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, that came out when I was in high school, and it debuted. It, the pilot was on a Sunday night. Yep. I watched it and I loved it. And then they immediately switched it to Friday nights. Yep. And I was always out. And this is before you know. I don't think we had a VCR. I couldn't record it or something. I don't know. So I never. I've actually never watched Twin Peaks. Well, that pilot. I have Peaks.
0: the entire series on Blu-ray.
1: And it's now on Netflix.
0: And it's now I on just Netflix. It's my cue. You thinking, got, I should yeah. probably get
1: around to watching that.
0: In the same way that Mulholland is my favorite TV series of all time, Twin Peaks is my favorite television show of all time. I mean, it's there's a other than about a three episode arc that is very, very nighttime soap and really kind of trite and dumb. The rest of the that show is. Fucking magic! It's just there's just nothing else like it. It sucked like me it.
1: in when I watched. It's that a
0: singularity because David Lynch's mind is just oh, oozed it's... all over that, and it's just, <laughs> and it was so, such a perfect thing to start the '90s with, and it was hugely popular. The first yeah. season, that that first like half a season of of Twin Peaks, was just. Everybody was talking about who killed Laura Palmer. Everybody. That was the water cooler conversation. For see, I was out of the loop then. And I'm out of the
1: loop now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always in this little bubble. Yeah. Although you know what, I used to totally geek out on. Was did you ever watch Quantum Leap?
0: I did. Oh I my did. god, I did. I used but to love But having so watched much. Doctor Who, I saw a lot of that show that was a bit derivative of the oh, other oh, thing, and plus the and whole not thing, surprising. the whole thing with Doctor Who and the whole. You have to be really careful when you're playing with time, mm-hmm. with time travel and you have to be really careful about not breaking the rules and not, you know, causing major events to happen. Mm-hmm. Be- going in and becoming part of an existing major event, fine, but causing something to happen. So I had some, some philosophical problems with that show and I never got Just, into it. Plus, huh. At that time, I was probably in a phase where I didn't want to watch anything that was American. I wanted to only watch British stuff.
1: (laughs) You were going through your snobby phase. I was going through my snobby phase. (laughs) My snobby phase. If
0: it didn't have an accent, I was not interested. That's funny. But, you know. But, uh... You know.
1: What else did I? Um...
0: But I did now. Now when I see an episode of Quantum Leap, now it's like, oh yeah, cool. This is cool. And the the one see, I haven't
1: watched it now. There's... I saw it on Netflix and I added it, and I'm kind of scared to watch it because I'm afraid it won't hold up. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, there is that. I'm scared of that. There is that. There's because a lot. You can of... still
1: go back and watch right. all like the the tales from the dark side. And you all bet. That. Because it's kind of it's, it's, it's timeless. It's, it's, but it's also hokey in this really fun way. It's like going back and watching There's a wink there's a wink and
0: a, gl- a yeah. twinkle in the eye of it's very, there. Very campy. There's a little self-awareness And I don't going want
1: Quantum Leap to be campy because I took it so seriously. And I don't know, it's like in or something. Well, you got you
0: got um you got uh Dean Stockwell who mm-hmm. was in some David Lynch stuff too. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to ride that line. His performance and choices. He really knows how to ride that line well, how to straddle that line between between campy and and too far campy yeah. and do it well. Because he was, um, uh, oh shit, what's the name of the character? Blue, he was in Blue Velvet. He was the, the drug dealer in Blue Velvet. And, and he's like, God damn! You know, you got, <laughs> you got, um, uh, God, I can't think of anybody's name right now. I haven't even started drinking yet. Um, you <laughs> Maybe got, you um, uh but he's like, God damn you know, Frank Booth, he's like, God damn, you're smooth. You're such a smooth son of a bitch, man. You're so smooth. And he's like, Candy color clown, and then he just grabs the the, the construction light, click, puts it in his face, the candy color clown, and they go all the same. And he's <laughs> lip syncing, and it's just it's so very David Lynch. Cause I love the way he just takes hokey trite middle America and just and then just like this ooze from up. Beneath the ground of darkness, this black ooze just a comes up and kind of coats everything. And it's like just hidden beneath, just scratch the veneer of this lovely, picture-perfect Norman Rockwell town, and there's some evil fucking shit happening.
1: We all have a little bit of black ooze. Hell I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a
0: great. Way and every it. once in a while, we get to wear it on our on our. On our Like a badge of honor, you know? I like
1: to to just bathe in it every day. There you go. Just kind of put some under
0: here. Yes. A little (laughs) little behind the ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Dab
1: a little one.
0: So where did you grow up? I hear an accent. Really? I do. I hear like an East Coast something. Maybe a... Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can... I want to say maybe a New York or New Jersey almost. No, No? No. Okay. Sorry. 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 I haven't heard enough, but...
1: Like, oh, cause they're rival states. Okay. Then I grew—I was born in Massachusetts. Okay, okay, okay. But, so a, but 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 I grew up in New Hampshire. New Hampshire's one.
0: Oh, uh, okay, there. okay. Yeah. That's why you don't have the Boston thing going. Right,
1: right. There's I mean, little... I'm a Masshole by birth. All right. But my home state is New Hampshire.
0: But you got that that upper top of the mouth New England do I thing? Yeah, yeah. I have it's, a thing for accents, and I just—it's
1: a lazy thing. Sure, it is. It comes out when. Um, I used to, I used to have a boyfriend who called it my tough girl accent. Yeah, it comes out a lot. when i It angry. does. It does. It does sound a
0: little tough. It does sound a little like when you say fucking or whatever. You know, I it's do like, swear yeah.
1: a lot. My mom it makes my mom really happy. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> and or it comes out when I'm sleepy.
0: Oh sure. Or when I'm drunk. Right. Right. Or when I'm
1: just sort of lazy. But yeah. I can turn it
0: off. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I just have to think about it. Yeah. Like, well, of
0: course. Of course. Yeah, right. Right. As
1: a, See, a, yeah, I grew up in I Colorado,
0: do. and Colorado by nature has no unless you're in the from the southeast corner of the state, there's no real accent for Colorado. Everybody sounds like a newsreader. Everybody sounds like, has that professional, other than I have a bit of a mush mouth thing, <laughs> which I try to get rid of as much as I can, especially being a podcaster. It's, and it's all nice, about the diction. It's, it's all about the diction. And, it's, anyway. and I am classically <laughs> trained from Columbia School of Broadcasting, but I try to, uh, thank you for dinging, I think, uh, but... My whole default... Yeah, it's just kind of mushmouth, lazy thing, too. Yeah. But we don't really have an accent in Colorado. And I was born in upstate New York, but I don't have no memory of it. And then we lived in Ohio for a little bit. And it's funny, when those people would come out and visit us in Colorado, I would hear their Hawaii, Ohio accent. Um, but... So in Colorado we just that just just flat everybody just kind of had a flat. Now there's few people in Colorado have like a Texan accent cuz there's a lot of Texas influence you know Interesting. import or uh immigrant to uh Colorado but other than that um yeah, so mm. I don't have to really think about speaking, except for diction.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I find not you know those times where I go out on an on audition or something.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, really sure, have to sure. Be
1: very aware of what I'm saying. But <laughs> it uh, if I talk to someone on the phone, like family, then oh, it's terrible if I get off the phone with. Them. In in uh,
0: in the routine that voice you have, it's it's almost like um like uh, um you know on hold operator. You know, that it's, it's, it, but it's mechanical, but it's also like recorded on hold operator kind of voice, you know, mm-hmm. I've made lunch. And and then that, and then, but that, that thousand yard stare
2: unblinking, <laughs> awesome. it was so, you
0: perfected that.
2: Ah, you're embarrassing. No, I'm not, not. And Tell I'm, you not, and I'm not. And I'm
0: not trying to blow smoke, but I'm just, I, I, I love that so much, you know, and, and. It really, it really sucked me in. And it's like, I want more of that story. I want to know when people started having, you know, helpers in their house, when, (laughs) when they started going bad, when certain things, and then, you know, all the, all the voice messages coming up on the, on the screen, on the wall and everything. And, and it's just, it was just this lovely little, you know, dystopian, like dark around the edges, little unfortunate story. And I love that. It's so good.
1: You know, I dreamt the whole thing.
0: Really? Yeah. It was just a dream. It was
1: a dream from start to finish. Like a complete dream, which is kind of rare.
0: Rare. I and, get snippets and I wake yeah. up pissed off. Or
1: they'll go from <laughs> one into another and sure, another. Sure, and sure, 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 sure. Yeah, but that one, um, I remember very well because I woke up at like four in the morning or something, three in the morning, and... It's one of those. You need to drag your ass out of bed and write this down, and ah, and you don't want to. And there's so many times where you don't. You will I do in the morning. And you wake up and you forget. Forget it. It's gone. So I forced myself out of bed, got some notepaper, scribbled down like I don't know three pages, two pages, and went back to bed, I woke up the next day thinking, well, this isn't going to make sense. And I read it, and it was all there. I just had to put it in a screenplay format. Right. But it was all there, all the points and the collars and the how it sure, ended. Sure, and, sure, sure. And so weird, and I'll dream like that often. I will have dreams where that's I'm cool. not me. Like in the, I know I played that part in the movie, but I didn't, in my dream, I wasn't that character. I was just watching something. I don't know if that's normal, if other people, I, but my dreams are strange like that. Sometimes I'm myself, sometimes I'm other people, sometimes I'm not even in it. I'm just watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fly on the wall it. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like I was watching a little. So. It was more like, gosh, is this? Am I just recalling something I've seen? You know, I wanted to very much to turn this into something, but was really nervous that, as you get, because I've written stuff before, and I'm, you know, after reading it, I'm like, I don't. Oh, know, I'm, the same, like, this thing I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm, nev- I'm the same way. I'm never. the done. worst
0: critic of my Fuck own and work. Sterling
1: did everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> God damn it! But and
0: chain smoked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, did him in the end, kind of, um, sorta. So yeah, it. Uh, that's that was the birth of that and then turning it into that's not happened to me since most of my ideas come mm-hmm. to me like i don't know whatever in the car mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. shower just stuff or dreams but they're influenced by dreams but not a complete thing. story this was yeah. just
0: handed to you by your brain yeah like my subconscious just like here you go delivered yeah
2: it was and kind it, of awesome and and
0: it really really paid off i mean and and like i said i want more of that story i want to see Thanks. i want to see Almost like a juxtaposition of, uh, you know, house with, with helper is okay versus <laughs> not okay. And
1: all I have people say to me that I should make it into a feature, and I'm like, hell no. No no no, 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 no. It exists solely as a short film, as it should, because and you I, want to leave people wanting more. The last thing you want people to do is go, oh, God, when's this thing ending? So, yeah. that's. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it.
0: Plus, historically, automaton stories. They're hard to get right, feature length wise.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's a completely different animal. It is, and people don't understand that. It is. They think you can just lengthen something, or you see, you
0: know, life. it's it's like the difference between ex machina and mm-hmm. heartbeats. <laughs> you know. And here's a, there's a blast from the past. But, you know, it's like, and I think Ex Machina was my favorite film of last year. That
1: was a great And line. I
0: apologize to Kitty Brown and everyone else. And, <laughs> my, you know, uh, I did love Mad Max Fury Road, but it was not my absolute favorite film last year. I, think, I really think like that it. you didn't love I Mad did. Max.
1: I wanted to so bad. All right, all right. I've been waiting forever for that to come out. Yeah. I mean, God, how many times have they announced it? I remember them announcing it like in the 90s. Well, I didn't
0: read anything about it. I just went okay, Mad Max movie, and people were like, "Oh, Mad Max, Mad Max, Mad Max!" Yeah. I didn't know, hear anything about it until everybody was just suddenly just jizzing all over themselves about a new Mad Max I was movie, so and I'm like,
1: excited, and I'm like, okay, sad.
0: cool. I mean, I liked Mad Max, and I, I, have never seen Thunderdome now, but I've seen Road Warrior many times, and I've seen Mad Max a couple times.
1: I wanted to be Tina Turner after oh, yeah, Thunderdome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, that's one so of badass. Kitty's
0: favorite movies. But so we, so I'm like, okay, cool, and so. My wife, Danny, and I went and went to a movie and played Sneaky and, and paid for one and saw three movies that What's day. What's wrong with
2: that? Nothing.
0: <laughs> and, but we saw Ex Machina and we saw Mad Max. And we saw one other thing all in the same day and it was great. It was like some rainy day outside so we're just like, fuck it, we're going to the movies. And I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed Mad Max. And I was really surprised by how much Mad Max took a backseat in that movie and let Furiosa really be the movie and that's the thing that really pleased and surprised me and then all of the big explosion of political conversations that surrounded it afterwards also pleased me greatly that you got the MRAs on one side you know pounding their pud and eating Cheetos and then you got the other side where people are like fucking finally finally and that I think has paved the way for so much more representation in film since that movie came out. Mm. And I don't know and I think a lot of those other films were already in production at the same time. But I just think that we're getting a lot more representation in film. You know, Star Wars was just chocked full of every walk of life and loved that. And it's like finally, finally we get movies that look like the world, that look like the world we live in, where you look around and you don't just see white people.
2: Yeah. And
0: that's why I'm so pissed off at the Oscars. White men, right? And that's why I'm so pissed off at the Oscars this year. And it's like, really, there are no black or Latino people that were worth a damn this year to even get nominated. Fuck to the U. So I'm glad that that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm not their I'm not their biggest fans, but I'm glad that they're being like, "Fuck you, we're not going." I'm glad that people are like, "No, I'm not going." And then Charlotte Rampling really disappointed me.
1: I'm trying to. <sighs> Sometimes when things like that come out and I'm like, ah, I don't want to get caught up on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch the Oscars anyway. I don't really No,
0: care I don't really. either. I don't want to watch but award shows either. But I just
1: find it interesting how, I don't know, I, I got a bazillion thoughts on it. And I don't want to, like, piss people off. But it's just like, really? Do we really give a fuck that much about awards? Like, aren't there bigger causes? Or... Yeah. Well, do you really think boycotting the Oscars is going to do something? How about you, 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 Will Smith? You got billions of dollars. Hey, yeah. I don't know. Maybe produce a film and do what you want and put right. what you want in it, and, yep. and so forth. And mystery people walking in. Hey, <laughs> so. and it. uh And you know what always pisses me off is that when people will get off on a tangent, and it's like. Guess what, folks? This isn't anything new. Why are you bitching now? Also, it's not just black people. Right. Why are they, like, closing in on that? Black people aren't represented... Neither is anybody else right, for right. sake. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah yeah and that was another point that Latinos, Middle Eastern people and Muslims Native and Americans, Americans, yeah. No one's been you represented. Bet. You oh, bet. and guess what? Women. Women from the beginning of time. And yeah, we've got the whole best actress category, but you've noticed year after year they're like scrambling to to nominate women. Right. And women will get nominated for like the crappiest shit because they simply don't have the meaty kind of roles. You know, you find that women are being nominated for Best Actress when it really should be Best Supporting, mm-hmm. because a lot of women just don't have leading roles right. in movies. You're
0: absolutely correct. So this and, shit's been going it, on forever. It's, it's not and just, just now the people Oc- are Oscars, pissy about it, but 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 I think the more voices that are getting they get pissy about it chips away at the system, the systemic.
1: I agree with you about that. Inherent
0: systemic sexism, racism, everyism. I just ism.
1: wish we could kind of. See as a whole, address it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but people wait until they feel it addresses them personally. Oh, Will and Jada are going to address it because it affects Black people. Guess what, though? Yeah. Why not look out for uh, everyone who's not being represented? And
0: I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that level. But I, and, and then at the same time, I also agree that that. Any voice, and any people with any form of power, whether it's just money or whether it's fame or whether it's whatever, coming for us and saying, no, this won't do anymore. Is good. Because but I don't think
1: protesting the Oscars is the answer.
0: No, because they're just
1: awarding stuff right. to movies it's, that are it's, out there. It's, make it's more a, yeah, fucking It's, movies, it's, it's man. masturbation,
0: right? Right? Yeah. Right,
1: right. It's, it's. But yeah, I take, take your you money and make some, <laughs> or
0: make some masturbation. Make some masturbation.
1: Make some make some movies something.
0: and give pa- give uh, give parts to people of color, exactly. women. Blah, blah, exactly. Blah, blah, exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. it's it's that's kind of one of the reasons I started making my own short films. It's because, as a woman, especially a woman my age. It, I'm not getting freaking cast. My phone's not ringing off the hook.
2: No. You know, it just—it yeah.
1: was hard enough anyway. Yeah. It, if you're a woman and you're not drop-dead gorgeous and like 25 years old, forget it. it. Once you... If you're offbeat or quirky, it works for men. Works for men. It doesn't work for chicks, though. Right. And especially once you hit a certain age where... I'm at that age now where all they want me to play is, is like mom stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? Look at me. Do I look like a fucking mom?
2: <laughs> Unless
1: I'm playing like the mom who kills her kids or right. the mom who's a junkie on the side. Yeah. But... And frankly, that shit bores me. Oh I don't yeah, want to yeah, play the yeah. No, mom
0: no, no, no. Any no.
1: more than any guy wants to play the average dad. Right. Who wants to play that. You right. want to play the interesting right. shit.
0: That's why I started situation. working out. I didn't want to look like another suburban dad in Valencia. So,
1: but it just. You want to be challenged, and you want interesting stuff, yes. and there's always villains and antagonists and all these really fascinating stuff, but usually that shit is written for men. Right. It usually is, and I was really tired of being like, oh, we want you to read for the hooker, or the mom, or the lovingness. Every breakdown I see describes female roles as either they have to be super sexy, dropped at gorgeous, beautiful, whatever the fuck beautiful means these days anymore, I don't know, but they seem to list that all, all the time. Or they want you to be loving, the loving housewife, the loving wife, the loving mother, the loving nurse... The fuck does that even mean? To me, it's like loving. Just replace it with boring, and and then you see the character breakdown for the men, and it's completely different. Well, he was this type, and blah 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 blah, and they've got all these like adjectives that sound more interesting to me. And
0: yeah, and and, and fine-tuned descriptions and background stories, yeah. and yes, 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 and
1: yes, women yes. are there as like filler. Yeah. We're there to yeah. be supporting or eye as, candy, or yeah, supporting exactly. characters. You're either right. eye candy, or you're somebody's mom, or somebody's wife, or you're the the chick that he's boning on the side. Right. But you're never anything interesting,
0: Mm-mm. and
1: I that's what I liked
0: about Mad Max. You've got a character who's basically the interesting one. She's the one you yeah. want to know about. She's the one who who is driving the story forward. She's the one who. Is basically calling the shots.
1: I will give you that, but they still had a shit ton of eye candy. You're right. That kind of annoyed. You're right. You're right. You're right.
0: And and you know and ultimately their mission was to get these women away from this guy who was using women for whatever purpose he wanted.
1: Women models. Right. It's just like child bride models. It just... I was well, like, but realize. then there were
0: also women back at the thing that... Yeah, that it showed
1: up for like the last ten minutes. The nurses. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And that pissed yeah. me off too. People yeah. like, oh, it's so women friendly. But like, no, it's it's a woman movie written by men.
0: Yeah, And I don't yeah. mean... And yeah. I'm not yeah.
1: bagging on men. I love men. But it just sometimes... I once... Had a conversation with a male filmmaker about this, and he, he point blank said to me, When I asked him, why don't you have more strong women roles in your screenplays? Because it was always men, 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 mm-hmm. men, and women were always really young, hot teenage girls that were there for eye candy. And he literally said to me, I don't know how to write for women. And I said, So here's, then here's a grab plot. a
0: woman and c- collaborate.
1: No, I said, well, you could do that, sure. But what I said to him was, it's pretty fucking easy. You write a role for a man and just make it a woman instead. Bam. I mean, Jesus Christ.
0: You don't have to write for women. No, exactly. You just take your character. You take your your male lead protagonist character.
1: And just flip it. And you call her Ripley. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Because... Men get so caught up in this, in their head, they think too much about it. Like, oh my God, well, I don't know. Does this mean now she has to talk about men and worry about being single? And is she going to, like, be on her period? No. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's We're not that different. We're not that different when it comes down to those things. It's not that fucking complicated.
0: And all of this, all of this, why we're talking about this is why... I am proud to call myself a feminist and why I'm so fucking sick to death and talk about it on this podcast (laughs) over and over and over again. And to everybody I talk to about how I'm just so goddamn sick of white dudes in media. I'm just done with it. That's why I watched. That's why I loved, uh, uh, um, uh, fuck the Marvel, uh, Jessica, um, jessica jones oh, right, right, right. and you know mad max and star wars which was uh, the two leads were a, a, a woman and a black man and it's like finally mm-hmm. we get to hear other stories princess leia is no longer the only woman in the fucking galaxy right right princess and no character was running around in a fucking metal bikini exactly
1: exactly exactly
0: she was buff as fuck, shinning up ropes in the inside of crashed star destroyers. You know, uh, scrapping and, and salvaging parts to to eat, fucking surviving and living her life and doing the things, and and then taking on this this mission to help somebody and to help a droid get back to its owner. And you know, I it's mean, it's
1: intelligent. It's intelligent storytelling. Yes. It's and it, it. People look at it like, oh, it's diverse. It's. Sure, it's diverse, but to me it's just intelligent because you're representing well, it's, everybody. It's
0: diverse only in the fact that it's divergent from every other thing right. that we've seen for the last like hundred you said, years it's in movies. other people's
1: stories. Yes. And the fact that women have these stories and they have very strong yes. stories and they don't yes, need to yes, be yes, there yes, is yes. just as I can. No, no, no. And not down in Princess Leia who looks fantastic in the metal bikini, but come on.
0: I've said the same thing it the last three from... dudes who showed me their screenplay. I'm like, where's the women? What? Mm-hmm. Where's the women? It's all dudes. Well, I said, why don't you take one of those characters and make it, make it a woman? Why don't you take two of those four or five characters and make them women? And give them something to... T- and, and don't put anything in there about relationships. Just have them be part of the team, and they're there, and it's just two of the characters just happen to be women. It would, take have... you, it would take you literally 20 minutes... To go through your screenplay and
1: just change and the, change the name
0: and change the he's the, the he's. That's to all she's. you have to do. That's all you have to do. Well, no, no, there's no well. It just fuck really. Yeah. You're 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 showing me a screenplay which is Y E T A N O T H E R of of a billion screenplays <laughs> out there. That's just dudes slinging dick, and that's it. And I'm mm. so done with it. I'm done with, with fucking Seth Rogen and fucking James Franco movies. And I'm done with fucking Adam Sandler. And I'm done with all of these doughy, white, boring, macho, shithead, white guy buddy movies. I'm done with it.
1: I want to see more chicks kick ass, but as people, Ghost not kicking ass in a bikini.
0: busters. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Cannot that. Cannot
1: wait. Looking forward to that. You know what I just Cannot watched, wait. and people were kind of bagging on it, but sisters... Yeah, and I won't lie. I w- didn't care for the beginning. It had a very slow start. I was sitting in the theater going, "Oh God, please get better, please get better," because I really want to like it. I love *Trainwreck*. I loved *Trainwreck*. Train train oh back. my God! Except the ending. Long well, the ending. well, okay, There's okay. A little so, we, so
0: right, we had the grand gesture, but it wasn't the guy making a grand gesture. It was a woman making a grand gesture. Yes, Still but it's
1: kind of like the whole sex in the city thing, too. It's like, really, the hot right, is, right. oh, they all have a man now. Because, yeah, my life won't be complete until I have a man. It's such... it's well, like, it, That's all women think about, yeah. Really. yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. other fucking goals?
0: Well, but she had a lot more stuff going on, too. Al, clearly, problems with booze and other things yes, else going on. And, and it From was kind of us. like elements of leaving Las Vegas, except it was more about her than about him. So...
1: Mm. Which did you I, watch Sisters, though? You probably did I haven't, but I, admit, I, I love admit, Amy Poehler. And, like, no one's seen it. Right. But I caught it the last day it was in theaters, and my friend and I went and saw it. And I was. I was sitting there. But going, I love Tina Fey. Oh, man, oh, love okay. Amy
0: Poehler. i am bit. always been big fans of Well, it picked
1: up, and then it turned... It became awesome. And what I loved most about it is it's exactly what you and I are talking about. It's a movie <clears throat> where they decide to throw one last party. Right. I and mean, these are like, women, like... They're, like, our age. They're freaking yep, grown-ups. Yep, they're yep, supposed yep, to be yep, acting yep. responsible. And they're just... Their lives are messed up and falling apart, and they their parents are selling the house they grew up in. So they decide to throw one last party and invite everyone they went to high school with, and they're trying to recapture. But it reminded me of like all those party house party movies we grew up in with in the eighties. But it's now these you know middle aged people trying to recapture that. But it's hilarious because we've only seen that done with men, like Will Ferrell movies. And I'm not... Nothing against that, because I love that, too. Old school. But people seem to... Exactly. Which was hilarious. Good I movie. I love old school. But people seem to think like, oh, well, you can't make a movie like that with chicks as the leads. And these... Right They were fucking hilarious, right.
0: and I'm just and I, yeah, I'm like now I'm to the point where I'm just like, Vince Vaughn, sit the fuck down, give someone else a chance.
1: yeah, like chicks don't get drunk it, and I like make the asses fact that I like the Shit, fact that, that will Ferrell
0: week. is not making Frat boy movies anymore. He's choosing different types of projects, different types of characters that are crazy and wacky and whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not your typical. Boy, shit! It's just this is a t- crazy character, and like he did a movie all in Spanish, and he did you know he's being cho- choosy about his projects now, and I like that. He's better. being smart. He's right. being
1: smart. He's got more range than people give him credit.
0: Yeah, oh, way. Well, more most these
1: screen. people do. You know how many people bag on Adam Sandler? I'm just going to say for the record, when he is doing a drama, he's on point. Right, I don't care right, for his right. comedy. He chooses right. really 50
0: shitty Fifty First projects. Dates or
1: Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk one Love. That's the one I was movies. trying to think and of. The one of that everybody that talks won't about. Watch right. it because he's in it, and it's it's
2: it's. I love it. Right. I love that movie. So right, well.
0: and actually, I know a lot of people who are done with Adam Sandler, but they go say, "But go back and watch Punch Drunk mm-hmm. Love. You'll be completely surprised. Oh, God. You'll be so you'll good. be surprised because it's divergent from all his other stuff.
2: Yeah, it is, and
0: yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm done with partying and puking and 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 you know being high in church and blah, 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 blah. I'm just done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Done with it. You know, just- hey, I I'm a I'm a forty five year old guy. I'm living. I'm leading a largely uh you know extended adolescence type of existence. I play video games, I watch, you know, blah blah blah. I got to clubs and blah blah blah. I like all of that. But I don't necessarily want to see that in every other fucking, you know, every movie that comes out in the summer. I don't...
1: No! With the same people over and over as they continue to get older. I mean, it it amuses me, but I just love that, okay, we finally got that kind of movie. I mean, yeah, it was a little textbook, but with chicks. With two women. Who were having all this drama, and it wasn't chick drama. They weren't fighting over a guy. Mm -hmm. Or they weren't... It wasn't that Well, that's why Bridesmaids
0: was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not fighting, they're not being yeah. catty they're not whatever because that's the only they're, time in
1: comedies they're like oh well we'll, we'll have this bit it was all chicks, about the, it was all fight. about that's a conflict
0: funny. between a girl and her childhood best friend and this yeah. other woman this other person coming in and kind of trying to take over who seems like she's got all her shit together it was kind of almost like a high school drama like a like a 16 candles but or, as grown ups right because you know like those
2: dynamics where you've never got changed. right
0: you've got one <laughs> character changed. who's kind of a fuck up Who looks at the cool person and thinks, oh my god, how do they have their shit together so much? But then it always turns out, no, they really don't, which is really an allegory for all of us. Nobody has their shit together. Nobody has it figured out. We're all all winging it. We're all winging it. We're all faking it. And we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop and for everybody to gather around in a circle pointing at us going, FAKE!
1: You know, we're waiting for that to happen. So so true. And it's
0: everybody. It's all of us. It is. It is. But I have to say, that um, Kristen, uh, uh, Kristen Wiig does has a lot of range. Oh, she's and got great depth range. Too, Love and, and, and can play that person...
1: Great range and no ego.
0: Who Right.
1: You know, can, she doesn't But care. she
0: can, can play the fuck up with such grace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you have somebody who clearly is just crumbling apart on the inside and even on, and acts, you know, acts out and behaves badly on the outside, but clearly there's also this just precious human grace to it. This whole thing of, okay, you're falling down and you're fucking up, but you're doing it in such a beautifully human way that is so real and so. Genuine. And that's to, the
1: nice thing about it is the complexity of the character. Yes, yes. You know, in yes, yes. anything she's been in, I just watched something with her recently on Netflix on blanking on the Name. She was so good. And it's the one where she plays a crazy woman who gets her talk show. And it probably bombed because it was probably billed as a comedy, but it's more serious, kind of like Skeleton Twins, if you saw mm, that one. Yeah, which I also yeah, liked, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah.
1: it's, you know, it, even in comedy. Like in real life, you have these moments where people are like, Oh my god, you're so hilarious right now but then you go and do something just equally tragic. Because we
2: all have Robin
0: Williams. So many layers. fucking one hour photo is like um, I think is yeah. the best thing he ever did. That or GARP, one of the two. Oh god, I
2: love Garp. Garp. I love Cause, Garp Because Oh my god,
0: yeah. Let's nerd out on GARP oh for a my minute. God. Fucking <laughs> fucking uh uh John um us uh. Lithgow. Yes.
1: He's amazing. Oh. He's so amazing that oh. movie.
0: <laughs> oh. oh God, every threat? everybody yeah. in that movie. And the uh, um um Glenn Close as the mom and just
1: That movie um, was so defining for me because I saw it when I was well, so that, young and they immediately yes. became my favorite actor.
0: Yes. And, and the, but see that record. author, he also did Hotel New Hampshire. Don't, there even,
1: was, don't even talk to me about him there was, because he's my favorite there was, of all
0: time. There was and I can't I'm blanking on his name. John right Irving. Now, John Irving.
2: I but have all he his just.
0: Books he had there were those 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 two three movies in the 80s that were weird rated r comedies not even necessarily because of language and nudity and anything like that but just because they were higher concept because there was an overarching just just tidal wave of of real guttural human drama yeah that that transcends good drama yeah you know that really just this 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 humanity this this clawing cloying naked raw bleeding humanity to it that <laughs> just just penetrates your soul and and makes you think my god it, it's unifying and people don't people dismiss those works because you're not falling on the floor pissing yourself laughing or whatever but I'd rather have a movie, again, that challenges me and makes me think, and those movies... Hotel New Hampshire is bizarre as fuck. You got this crazy fucked up family in this hotel, and, and they're all fucking freaks. They're just...
1: But isn't everybody's family? Everyone's yes. family's crazy.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That's the point. Everyone and thinks. Seth, oh, Green, it's just me. Seth
0: Green is the youngest. That was like I think that was his first movie. Seth Green, little little Seth Green was in that That's movie. That's right. That was him. He enough. was the youngest kid in that movie.
1: Here's what I love about Lithgow in Garp is that he could have played that character campy, and this is so ahead of the time before yes. that kind of thing was in the news. Yes, you know transgender and yes. all that. And yes. here he is playing that character. But there were movies so in the '70s and
0: '80s that had transgendered characters but you pick someone
1: like John Lithgow who's not who's not you wouldn't I mean it's great because you know he's a football player who decides and just the whole thing could have been camped the hell out and they didn't they went very straight with it and there's this beautiful humor in it, you know? The humor is accidental. I mean, clearly on purpose, but accidental in the sense that. Incidental. It's, like the, it's, it's incidental. Right. right, it's the kind of humor yeah, you yeah, find yeah, yeah. in real life.
0: Yes, 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 yes. When you're
1: not really trying to be funny. The
0: kind of humor that, just, you know, if you're, if you're a Second City, you know, aficionado, Del Close was always looking for that. He was like, he, he was like the big director for Second City, the one who was always just like, you're going for the joke, don't go for the joke, just. Just br- bring out, oh yes, yeah, not even going for a joke, <laughs> you just want to find the natural human, you know, the natural human will happen, will flow, just do the scene, you know? That's
1: that. why I was a big fan of The Office too. Yes. Yeah. It's just very, not deadpan, but just, well, it's just a very authentic delivery. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it really became that, because I mean, that first season was just a, 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 a almost word for word of the Brit- British one. Um, an Americanized one, but then it really just kind of branched off into its own area and its own direction. And the people that they got, you know, John Krasinski and, 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 uh, Jenna, Jenna, um, blanking on her name. Why am
1: I blanking too? We're blanking a lot. We're blanking together.
0: Not Jenna Elfman. Not Jenna... What the fuck is her name? <laughs> I was just reading an article to them uh, about them... You are
1: here right now <laughs> right so they they shit media? up for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, yeah, it's yeah. this, Michael. Yeah. Katie, look it up. Um, but they... Yeah. And, and, um, shit. But they were... I was just reading an article today about... Fisher. The, Fisher. Thank you. Where the two of them were talking about The fact that they're married to other people. They were married to other people like within a week of each other in 2010. And they both say like, you know, we were those characters. So there's a part of us that is those characters. So there's a part of each of us that really is Jim and Pam and and is really married and really in love forever and ever. And there's a part of that. So there's a part of that that's a part of us. Obviously, we're we're not those people, but there's so there is that special closeness that we developed over nine years or whatever it was, and 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 maintained, and th- that was the thing. I think part of the the verisimilitude of it all, the realness, the the mm. real human, crying, bleeding, you know, raw emotion, you know, and and,
1: and even the smaller the smaller characters, yeah, yeah, you know,
2: yeah.
1: Phyllis and 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 um, Creed. Oh my God, Creed, just. Just popping up and saying these things. Yeah. And not saying them all like, Hey guys. I mean just popping up and being like, yeah, da 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 da. da. The one,
0: there was one actor on there that kind of stopped me from watching that show and because I'm not a fan of Ed Helm. There's something about Ed Helm that Oh, when
1: he showed up he showed up later. That
0: really yeah, he was like third season, fourth season and and, and Ed Helm I don't find him funny at all. I, find I liked it,
1: his character though. In but that. but I, he's like someone I went to high school with.
0: Yeah, and and maybe that's why. But there's just something about him that. Always feels like it's trying too hard. There's all
1: that was his character. You're right. His character was You're trying right. too hard. And
0: because I've been that guy, I guess in my earlier life, uh, that guy that see? was always trying too hard. Yo, we we it always hate, hate what we see in ourselves.
1: Did it, did it just tap, tap into some inner self? Probably. Movie? But but because of that,
0: I can't I can't watch anything he's in.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. I feel and like I'm sure you know. I'm these. sure he's a lovely guy, and he's you know he's he's talented. Clearly, he can do things and stuff. But anytime I see him in a project, on a project. I'm just like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: can't do the Brangelina stuff myself. I can't watch stuff with there you those go. two. There you go. It just... no. Nope. Not
0: even before they were a thing?
1: Um, maybe. Maybe. Gia? Uh, I've never seen Gia. I recommend it. Because
0: it's not Angelina Jolie that we know. It's not, I did it's see Girl Interrupted. It's, it. it's Angelina Jolie. It's not Angelina Jolie. It's, she became
1: it's, a thing. And he became a thing. Because I great. think I liked him back in like...
0: California... Like, Sure, sure. Um, he hit a point where he just started monkeys, phoning... Twelve Monkeys is great. Seven. Fight
1: Club is probably the last thing mm. I loved him in. I,
0: and I I, I can't do anything by Chuck Palahniuk. I can't do anything by him.
1: Really? I love that movie. I don't necessarily love his books.
0: All his work... the style is... And, and everything oh. based on his work really is not for me. Really? is <laughs> not for
1: I, me. I saw Fight Club in the theater twice when it came out, and they just played it again recently... At the you No know, Seven does these Throwback Thursdays.
0: I, I'm not a I'm not a a boxing movie fan. I don't like movies about.
1: It's crazy violent. Too. You're
0: right. I don't yeah, like, I, like I don't like movie. You know I'll watch violent movies. I'll watch a Pulp Fiction. I'll watch a you know Tarantino blah blah. blah. I'll watch you know anything with a guacamole gun in it blah blah <laughs> blah. You know Rob Rob Rodriguez. I, I you know I've seen crazy you know old Peter Jackson movies from the 70s and 80s. You know Dead Alive that kind of stuff. I I will watch I will watch gore porn stuff. You know movies. <laughs> no problem but when there's movies there's a big there's a big part of me that is very the antithesis of macho and the antithesis of aggressive you know macho shithead male and I'm very not that guy and work that glorifies that or plays into that or somehow uses that as a as a story mechanism really turns me off i don't like war movies I don't like boxing movies.
1: Interesting.
0: And so, I saw this movie coming out, Fight Club Out. <laughs> just the title, Out. You know, and you watch the commercial, you watch the trailer, and it's like, these guys, yeah, you don't talk about Fight Club. The fight will go on until it it's needs so to.
1: not like that, though.
0: But I know, and I saw it. I did eventually okay, see good. it, but I boycotted that movie for years and years uh-huh. and years. And then somebody I was dating conned me into seeing
1: it <laughs> isn't that always?
0: That <laughs> I did it for Nookie um, and I was I'm still so fucked off of myself for having sat through that
1: really yeah. god
0: yeah. Oh. no and I I get when I
1: saw it recently I was like god damn this movie still holds up I get I, I
0: get the cultural impact I get the the whole thing I get this the is the movie. last thing
1: I loved Helena Bonham Carter in too like, sure it's the sure, last sure. thing I just adored her in before she married Tim Burton and just became a caricature
0: but I liked her in the Harry Potter movies, too. Though, you know, because... I
1: haven't seen those. All right. I've read all the books. I saw the very first one, but I okay. don't remember it very well.
0: Something in my brain keeps me from being able to sit down and read at a, at a swath without because one word will send my mind off into a tangent and I have, wind up having to read the same paragraph three times and then I'll have to put the book down and wait an hour or, and then go back to it to where I can concentrate again. So I'm not a reader. I'm not a, By nature, I'm not a, a pleasure reader. So I will go and see a movie first, then go and read the book after because for me, then the opposite thing happens. I'm not going to hate the movie. And the book <laughs> book then fills in gaps in the movie sure, and sure. adds more material to this thing that I've already seen and enjoyed. So that's kind of how I usually do things. The Harry Potter movies, I saw the first movie and then went back and started reading the books. I'm and not then, avoiding them. I right. I just haven't gotten around to them. And yet. fell in love with the, with, the, with the books and the movies. And I like them both for different reasons. It's like the difference between liking um, Batman comics and the 60s Batman TV show. It's like a different... Mm. They're different versions of the same thing you know almost like parallel universe things so the, the Harry Potter books and the movies like I said I love them both for very different reasons and I think everybody shit on the movies blah, blah all, the, all the book nerds shit on the movies but I think with the time constraints that they had and the technology that they had and the actors that they had I think they did as good of a job as they really could have done The only movie that I found that was really lacking was the fifth uh, book, uh, Order of the Phoenix... Or the fifth movie, and the, or the uh, that's my least favorite of the books. When I finished that book, I wanted to tear it up and burn it, and never. It's you a
1: really know. long one that focuses so much on Quidditch.
0: No, that was the that was one, the one that bored me. That was the <laughs> one with the that was the uh, that was the fi- the fifth book was the Order of the Phoenix, where Dolores Umbridge comes in and takes over the school. Oh right, and right, is right. Torturing Harry, torturing. I was so mad at Rolling for the things that she was doing to that boy in that book, and and was so fucked off at that. At the you are such book. a softie. And I am. I am. I'm a soft marshmallow-y piglet-y sort of creature on the <laughs> inside. Um, so it's funny. <laughs> I've been hearing that a lot lately uh, from a lot of different people. Um, so yeah. So but then so then with the movie. And then the movie didn't feature her enough, but what it did was enough, so that wound up m- not being my favorite of the movies, but I mean, the best of the Harry Potter is book three is, 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 uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, cause the whole, all That's of Serious Black, too. yeah, it's the yeah, best written, black. it's the best constructed, it's, it's, it's the book that, that, that f- very first really gives Harry a taste of what he's up against, and also really fully puts the wind in his sails to go forward. And we know what's going to come later, obviously. Um, and all of the horrendous, horrific tragedy that befalls him and the people that he cares about and the school and everything. But that book just sets so much sets the table really for the rest of the series. The first book, second book. Okay, great. Mm. But the third book really just, that's when you really get that push into what, what's to come and, and, the way it's crafted. And the character, Sirius Black, complexity. I love complexity, that character. Complexity, complexity, complexity. Who better than Gary eventually. Oldman? Gary Oldman plays Sirius Black, and it's just...
1: Well, here's the thing. Having not seen them, but you can't escape the media. Obviously, I've seen the trailers and what have you. Um, every time I'd see one pop up, I'd be and I'd see who was playing who, I'd be like, okay, I approve of that. Approve oh, yeah.
0: That. Fucking Rickman. Good, job. Good Fucking job. Rickman is Snape. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That voice,
0: and especially, I I'm absolutely been loving all this revisit of Snape after Rickman's death, and and we immediately that night went and watched um, uh, uh, Deathly Hallows Part Two because of all the Snape hmm. Snape and Lily stuff in there. But you go back and you start. We're, we're starting to to watch. Uh, my stepdaughter is a really big Harry Potter fan, and so am I. So that's one of our things we bond over, and. We're starting to go back and, and, and start the, the whole series over again. And there's all these little subtle nuances. It turns out that Rowling pulled Rickman aside and gave him everything for Snape to inform his performance. Good. To give him, and he had to keep this secret for five years, basically, of what was to come and what was going to happen and what the real deal was. Mm. And you go back and watch and you can see it in him. You can see that.
1: Well, as someone who's, you know, read all the books. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I
1: would know. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna We'll have to talk again.
0: I got those on I got those on <laughs> DVD too. Movie party
1: somewhere.
0: in my house. Woohoo! Or your house, or wherever's house, somewhere.
1: I'll bring the wine.
0: <clears throat> Please e. do. I did. Hi everyone, it's Michael. I just wanted to jump in here with a special offer for you, the listeners of the Something Something Experience podcast. Audible.com is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend The Smartest Book in the World by former guest and friend of the podcast, Greg Proops. It's a rollicking reference guide to the most essential areas of knowledge in Proops' universe, from the noteworthy names of the ancient world and baseball to the movies you must see and the albums you must hear. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/something2xp. Again, that's audibletrial.com/something2xp for your free audiobook. If you sign up using that URL, they'll give us a little something in return and you'll be supporting an independent podcast just like that. Thanks for listening and now back to the show. So did we, okay, so Boston <laughs> We're finally circling back So we you know, school, art school, uh, college What, uh, I mean, how did you get started down the, the artistic way?
1: I was born with the gene of insanity Fantastic Think of me as I rummage through my bag here mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I don't know, I don't know No one in my family does this stuff mm-hmm. I have no idea what's right Oh
0: yeah, about. I'm the weirdo too Yeah? I'm, yeah, in my family
1: this is, this is, this is why we get along.
0: He said with his long hair and his, and his, and his midnight blue nail polish. He's
1: like, your nails are painted in mine art. Well, I just mine like are to, go on to shit. Saying, mine are
0: disaster yeah, They look right
1: fantastic. Now. It's a great color. And I Thank feel you. like weirdly naked now because my nails are not. <laughs> well, I wasn't going
0: to say anything. <laughs> it's embarrassing.
1: I very rarely, you know what it is? I had to take off this, um, I like to give them a day to sort of breathe in mm-hmm. between. Oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I had to take off the, uh, I had this really badass glittery, college but it's like the big funky kind of glitter but you mm-hmm. forget the, the how... chunky
0: glitter that you no, have oh it's kind so of...
1: fucking difficult to take off <laughs> it's like a half hour you know what's great for those off.
0: is the the, the the instead of using a, a cotton uh, pad and and uh, even the acetone mm. is getting one of those little tubs with the sponge thing in it where you dip your finger yeah, in and swish it around that's different. the best way to take the Love and then all, it, the, glitter, all the glitter all the glitter
1: tips from a man right now this is all the glitter <laughs> awesome. just sinks to
0: the bottom uh, and you don't have to worry about it. That's
1: a great thing.
0: Because glitter is the herpes of the craft world.
1: Then I have to go.
2: <laughs> I have to go
1: like a, a long time before I'll wear uh, glitter nail polish again because I have to forget how difficult it is to take off. If yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. willing to commit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I have to go into the office on Tuesday for a meeting, so I have to take all this off tomorrow what? night. So,
1: because you know, policy? I work at a
0: bank. So, well, you know,
1: is it in the handbook? Actually, the, the
0: the uh, the hair's okay. And if I had uh, piercings in my ears, still that would be okay. But for some reason, the nail polish is where they draw the line. Saying it yeah. wasn't. There's no there's nothing in the handbook about it, but there's just a bit of a line in the sand.
1: I used to bartend at a place, and I showed up to work with hair this color. This oh, bag. nice! Bright flaming, bright,
0: bright flame, bright, 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 bright
1: red, whatever. Yeah, Rimbled, I how to it to, like just psh, not of yeah. this earth, and. They were fine with it, and then, like a week later, some uh, somebody else showed up with something pink or something I can't remember what it was or blue or and they made her change it and she was so pissed off because they didn't and they're like, well, Tara's hair is considered a natural color and I was like,
0: what? yeah, how do you justify Fire that? engine is a natural color I know, right
1: Ronald <laughs> baboon ass is, is a natural color. <laughs> I, bizarre, man. It's so stupid. Oh, God. And at the end of the day, it's hair. It's like well, if you well, do yeah, your job well, right. the fuck does it matter? shit. gives a
0: shit? I've just, always,
1: that's always pissed me off.
0: I'm waiting for the world to move on. And I'm glad that all the girls in the world are coloring their hair weird colors now. And even women in their 30s and 40s and 50s are doing it, too. And I love it. Because, you know, back in the 60s in England... Old, you know, old ladies were coloring. They had the slight greenish or bluish tint. Remember, Mrs. Slocum on Mm -hmm. "Are You Being Served"? You know, Mm -hmm. always had blue hair or purple hair or green hair. And I'm like, I'm glad that girls are coloring their hair again. You know, because we were doing it in the '80s a little bit. But I'm glad to see that, and I'm I'm hoping that that's going to carry forward into adulthood too. Because I think everybody should just be able to adorn themselves in any fashion they see fit. And I'm hoping that it's
1: not hurting anyone else. Right? And I'm hoping
0: that as you know. That 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 marriage equality kind of kicked the door in for certain things, and people are just going to have to like, okay, these restrooms are now genderless. You know, it's like anybody can use them. Or now this—that is weird. And bro. if you and if you present <laughs> if you present as female, you can use the ladies' room. If you present as male, you can use the men's room, and that's okay. And that's the way it is. And you just have to fucking suck it, and deal with it, because that's the way things are should be, and that's the way things are. And i I'm, I'm glad we're kind of getting to the point in certain places. Obviously, it's starting on the coast and hopefully working its way into the middle of the country, but. We're finally getting to the point where we're just like, you know, we're not going to tolerate your intolerant bullshit anymore. You know, people are people. Let them be. Let them people live their lives and just fucking move on and deal. There is this restaurant. Because eventually you're going to die and it's not going to (laughs) matter. There's
1: this restaurant in Studio City. I'm blanking on the name because that's the theme of the show today.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Blank Talk. (laughs) We make that joke every single podcast. Welcome to whatever talk.
1: They have the gentlest bathrooms. Yeah. But the first time I walked in there, I had no idea. And I walked in thinking, did I walk into the wrong <laughs> one? <laughs> and then it's weird because you go into your stall, but then you come out, and I don't know what guys do in the bathroom, but girls, we have our little routine, man. We want to, like, check our makeup and fix things and stuff. You Fix our stockings, pull them up, and... You're doing this when you come out, when you're washing your hands, you bet. And you're making adjustments, and then suddenly, like some guy comes walking out, and you're like, "Great, I'm doing all this shit in front of a guy now."
0: I'm pulling it's my just... underwear out of my crack in front of a dude. Nice.
1: Look at you watching me powder my face. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Don't tell my date, please.
0: There was a <laughs> yeah. dude. You should have seen. She was doing. There's some major spackling. But happening that's the thing. Your there.
1: date could go in there with you. <laughs> I need some help. Can you set me up?
0: <laughs> come on in, come on in I'll here. You up while you're at it, you know? <laughs> it makes a first date more interesting. I mean, it didn't. It didn't, I it didn't talk bottom, about icebreaker. It was, it was
1: weird. It was like, oh, this. Oh, okay. Well, back in the '80s, there was it? there was a
0: club in Denver called Rock Island, and there's even like a Facebook thing for the old, old club, and they had genitalist bathrooms in the basement. It was like cool. So you know, of course, you know, I'd go come out of the out of the stall. They had taken the urinals and put actual stalls with doors around them. So if you still wanted to use a urinal, you didn't have to. You know. Nobody had to deal with that. Which I think is, this which also
2: makes,
1: forces people to be more clean. Bam. The bathrooms get so disgusting. It's like, well, now that you know, your significant yes, other's yes, going to be in there, too. Yes, you're more clean. Yes. Although, I wonder, are more people banging in the bathrooms now?
0: Oh, I'm sure. Because you don't
1: have to be sure. so stealth about it. You're like, right. well, yeah, it's completely normal we're walking in here together. Right,
0: right, right. Don't right, have to
1: right. do the... Five minute delay thing,
0: and we're being you know we're being considerate of others by sharing a stall. You yes, know? We're, exactly. We're, we're, you know we're we're Don't
1: being mind those community five
0: minded. Bam, 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 <laughs> bam. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I know nothing about that. Uh, nothing. No, zero. I, yeah. What the
0: hell I can see the gears about? turning. <laughs> what?
1: You see nothing?
0: Memories. It's just a gerbil wheel. Up there That's all <laughs> that
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: I'm
1: an autopilot. Oh my mm. god. You know, I just, I think, getting back to the whole intolerant thing, people get so bent out of shape about the dumbest shit, shit that does not affect them. Like the gay marriage thing, for example, you know? One of my cousins and I got into a big debate on Facebook. Oh, God, I try to avoid that kind of shit so bad. And I love her. I love her. She's Mm. just deeply Mm -hmm. religious and was so upset when it became legalized. And I was like, but how does this affect you? How is this going to change your life, your day-to-day life, what? How is this affecting you in a negative way? But the Bible, blah, blah, blah. Like, they never have a coherent argument. No, no. You know? Well, it,
0: it, like, it all has to do with fear. Mm-hmm. And it all has to do with... I've lived my life in a certain way and going by a certain set of whatever, a certain list of things. And I've been able to strut around and crow about it and point out when other people aren't doing it. Lest someone point at me and tell me I'm not doing my thing. But now that that's not okay to do that, Mm -hmm. I'm still afraid that people are going to do that to me. So, it, 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 it's always a fear thing, and, and everything in the media, and in movies, and in everything has been a certain way for such a long time, and everything that we see now is be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. And it's one more thing to be afraid about. And it's like, well, if they can do this and they can do that, then what's stopping them from doing it? Well, who cares? I think what? we've also hit an era Why? where we're
1: way too politically correct.
0: Well, right. To the
1: point that it's just come back to bite us in the ass.
0: Right. But I think we've also hit an era where, American culture has become entirely about entitlement, has become entirely, oh my God. starting in the sure. 70s, starting in the 70s with the toy commercials and the cartoons and the things like that, we as Gen Xers were told you're special, you're unique, you're Wouldn't different and you deserve everything in the world Fuck yeah, handed to you on a silver platter. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. You Where is my silver platter? And
0: head? if you don't get if you don't get it, you get to throw a tantrum about it, basically. And that became acceptable. And that became the norm.
1: I think it's how our generation yes. is raising kids is really fucking it up. Oh my god. Oh my god, the coddling. I want to mm-hmm, puke.
0: Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I worry about the future. I'm glad I'll be there. But see,
0: back when we were kids, our parents were working. We didn't have a mom at home, That although that was largely a myth for before that. Lots of moms were working before then. But we really had parents who were gone a lot, who were working longer hours and really having to do more to support the family. And so it was tv that was telling us this it was tv that was had no responsibility like actual responsibility of of any kind of code in order to other than you know language or whatever but of of nobody no checks and balances of them to basically telling us you get to have here's all these wonderful things go and get them because to go and get your parents to get them for you because you deserve them and you know, I was a victim to that. I was, a, you know, I wanted every Star Wars figure under under the sun. I wanted every this, every that, and and you know, through through holy shit fits when I didn't get it. And what
1: bright you were, no, no, Jesus! Shit.
0: But um, <laughs> but uh, now I have podcasts and I can do what I want, say what I want, and nobody can tell me nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, and then so then then the car, the the cold harsh reality of of you know, the late eighties hit we get out of high school, we get into college and this, you know, that we were fed the American dream of go to school, get good grades, go to college, get out, get a job for 50 years and retire. Fuck didn't, a bunch of that. didn't happen to us. And we were lied to basically that that went away. That was taken away from us. And so now we're because of the shit that we went through as kids A lot of the Gen Xers are raising their kids and making sure they have everything, and that no one can tell their children, their precious children, that they are bad or wrong or otherwise. That's a
1: very interesting theory. I think you're right. I don't feel that way myself. I don't either.
0: I don't either. I'm the first that makes sense. I'm the first person to walk up to somebody saying, "Hey, is my kid being a piece of shit? Because I will, I will take care of this if he is.
1: Well, I mean, I don't feel like I'm some sort of victim because. Right. Like I didn't get all the first of all, nothing was promised to me, so I don't really right, know. Right, right. But, well, well, you know what's interesting? I was driving past a school the other day. I don't know what age range it is, but little kids, and they were the school was getting out, and they were every single kid was walking home with a parent.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every
1: single kid had an adult walking them home, yeah. or picking them up. And it made me go, oh my god, man! I never had that. And shit! I always walked to school by myself. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, me too. The
1: school bus the took bus. me to school first and second grade, and then third grade. I st- I had I went to a different school, and I had a it's walk. A walk yeah. and I walked to school every day, morning and in the afternoon, home by myself. Yeah, and you would—that's like unheard of now. You can't even let your kid go in the front yard without risk of somebody reporting you for. You know, being negligent and you getting arrested for, like, poor parenting. Right, like, oh, you right, right, you left your right, kid right, unsupervised right. in your own yard.
0: Yeah, it's CPS, insane. they call CPS and you're fucked, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. We grew up in this era of, like, uh, we, what, did we just fearless? I don't know.
0: It, it was the, we were the last generation who were free-range parented.
1: Yeah, and I love that. I love that Um, we didn't have cell phones. I just, you go out and play. You play with the neighborhood kids. Like, I played with all the kids in my neighborhood. And you just know, okay, when it gets dark, and if you didn't go home when it was dark, at some point I'd hear my mom screaming out the the front
0: door. The whole entitlement thing happened. And a lot of the media, the TV and the cartoons and the blah, 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 was aimed at little white kids. And so then you have an influx of folks feeling disenfranchised, people who aren't white and middle class feeling disenfranchised, and started... Acting out about it,
1: I think it was more little kids getting snatched and it becoming national news. Do yes. you remember the first time yes. in the town you yes, grew yes, up yes, in yes, there was yes, a local yes, kid yes, 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 yes. Yeah, because I remember it too. Yes, I mean the little girl's name was Tammy, yeah. and she got snatched.
0: And school shootings and other things and, and that didn't
1: happen until later. No, you're well, right.
0: It was 90s. 90s is when the first a lot of the the We had a,
1: we had a nationwide. and I won't go into what it was. We had a nationwide incident at my high school at the time I was
0: there. I'll
1: tell you about it later. But it was huge. Movies were made about it and what have
0: you. But
1: it was towards like, I was in high school. But as as media
0: became more pervasive and as more choices, cable TV happened in the 70s and 80s, more choice it wasn't just these three little homogenized network channels and maybe one local independent and pbs that you know choices new things new stuff hbo people watching rated r and rated x material at home that that all of these different sensibilities all of this notion of propriety that what the British, Brits call permissive permissive society landed was thrust upon us that, that this ocean of choice, and it created a culture of of everybody party all the time, you know, excess. The eighties, the cocaine and the booze, and the and the Spuds McKenzie on TV and all that shit. <laughs> but all sure that and, and MTV and rock stars being rock stars and all of that, and seeing more of it all yeah. the time, and seeing it and and daytime chat show TV becoming a fucking circus of freaks of freaks instead of and in the 90s instead reality
1: of, tv was born yeah right?
0: reality tv was born the real God. world started all of that and 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 all of this stuff of of it becoming okay to act out and be a shit and that you became, get rewarded
1: for it yes you want to be famous all you have to yes. do is be an asshole.
0: yes that, that there's this notion of entitlement that you deserve better than sitting in a cube for your whole life like mm-hmm. your dad did Or working for a factory like all, all your life like your dad did or that your mom did or whatever that you deserve somehow better and that you, you are, you, and it was even a phrase that was uttered back in the sixties, which was that the difference between people in America and people in other parts of the world are that everybody in America doesn't consider themselves a regular middle class person. They're all, they're all temporary, temporarily embarrassed billionaires that, that we've raised a culture of Money is the most important thing. Power is the most important thing. And you deserve to not have to work nine to five. That this is the thing to aspire to. Mm. Instead of working toward a sense of community and working toward a sense of betterment for all. That The fact that we all get up and go to work every day drives the economy and makes everything better. So we have more, you know, blah, 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 blah. And drives, you know, economics 101. It's no, you're just doing this until you figure out your thing to get you out of wherever you are. Sure, it's
1: betterment for self.
0: Exactly. And... The A lot of that was perpetuated, started and perpetuated by the me generation, by the baby boomers, by the people who, the, the Woodstock hippies who then became the, the, the Wall Street yuppies, <laughs> the coke bingers, and the people who were like, this oh my is God. my world, this is my planet, the world is my ashtray rather than my oyster, and fuck everybody if they don't like it. And that's, and American culture has become that. I went to Vegas with my wife to, to meet up with my parents in Henderson uh, to do a kid exchange from grandparent visits and all that. And my wife and I went into Vegas for the night. I, just, I don't want to go back. Really? It's fucking gross. And it's just, just oceans of drunken, obnoxious people who feel like their experience is the only thing that matters in the whole world. Well, and they you can't don't...
1: survive Vegas unless you're drunk. That's the point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I don't Vegas
1: is not a place you go for like a week you go there for a weekend
0: yeah so by yeah by the time right, that right, weekend's yeah. over you you're ready to get done to the of well, there. and I just don't want to go back I know there's nothing for me there no, other than I back. mean Penn and Teller are in, are in New York now there's nothing for me in Vegas now <laughs> you know I was I was done with David Copperfield back in the 80's so you know I don't I'm, I don't need to see his live stage show
1: Vegas has changed a lot too like the last time I pulled in there it was just like when did it become they're trying to be all family oriented yeah, yeah, now it's yeah, like yeah,
2: shopping yeah, malls yeah,
0: yeah. And, it was so much here. more fun when it was dirty and yeah, and, and for adults.
2: right. It no. was dirty. It
0: was cigarettes now and, and like, carpet. You know, r- cigarette weird. burns in the carpet and old carpet from the fifties. And yeah. oh, there's the guy where Jimmy the Squirrel got at, got greased. You know, by by another mobster. They're and, you tearing know.
1: down all the old joints. Yeah, saying, Let's move another mall. Even
0: downtown Vegas, which used to still be cool, is horrible now it's that fucking light show thing over the over the the street and you know whatever the main street is down there and it's oh
1: fremont yeah fremont and it's
0: just like the fremont experience well fuck that they get
1: a zipline i want the my
0: fremont (laughs) experience is like hookers and and junkies and that's what i want you know i want real people i'm not all for gentrification and they're (laughs) gent and they're gentrifying vegas
1: they are because
0: when you gentrify you kick out the the, the the indigenous population.
1: I don't like to travel. I like to go... I don't like to travel in Vegas. I mean, I like to travel. But Vegas is like, you go, you you figure out where you're going to stay, yeah. you stay drunk in that particular casino for like two days straight, binging, and then you go home.
2: And then you go
0: home.
1: If you try to venture out, you're going to be disappointed. Exactly. You go outside, and the daylight hits you, and you see I mean, the first time I went to Vegas, people. you know,
0: New York, New York had just opened. It was kind of fun walking through Soho and in, in the middle of the night in the middle of the country. That was kind of fun, you know, that whole thing. But other than that, you know, it's like, you know, and the roller coaster was alright and all that, but then, you know, but then back then you could go down and get a dollar blackjack table in downtown, and now even the downtown blackjack tables are five bucks So Yeah, they don't a, have penny slots hand. anymore. No penny slots anymore. Yeah, it's... it's but I like, yeah. I want to take my $200 and sit and play for several hours. I don't want to have to bring a thousand dollars with me to Vegas. Mm. Just to gamble for a couple hours. Just to play blackjack for a couple hours. I don't want to do that. So I don't. So it's like, why bother?
1: Also, maybe you're getting old.
0: Well, <gasps> maybe, yeah. I don't feel old, though. You're supposed
1: to want to fight me right now. Old. <laughs> <laughs> How um, dare you get off my show?
0: I think we established that I'm not a macho shithead.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm the macho shithead. <laughs> clearly.
0: <laughs> so, so, you got into movies. Let's, let's talk you know about... I
1: like that you've hit all these weird points just randomly oh, yeah. that are so... You think we would prepped for this, like tangential? T- or what do you want to talk about? Like the fact yeah, you that you bet. brought up Twilight Zone. What was the other one that you brought up? Uh Just, oh, crap. I can't remember now. There was some. Well, that you, you know, it's like, oh it's God. that thing of
0: like minds. You know, I mean yeah. that was, when I, when I met you at Ground Control, I mean there was music playing. We barely got to talk, but I talked to you. And you, you you told me about your film, and and Patrick was talking you up about your movie and how great Patrick's it was. Great. I love Patrick. He's going to be here in a little bit. Um, oh, is he going to be? He's oh, going to be here today. That he's gives coming me back today. to stay. Cool. So. Um, But he was talking about your film, and then I was like, yes, I want to talk to filmmakers, yes, here, have my card, and blah, blah, blah. But just in that moment, like I told you, it's that, it's that, that, like, instant friendship kismet. There was a connection made instantly, like, creative mind to creative mind. (laughs) And I'm never made anything other than this dog and pony show, but, but, you know, I've done a little stand-up. I've done a little acting here and there, but um, I'm not in a creative career per se. But
1: this is you're doing this thing. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. Your gig.
0: But it's it's yeah. Don't yeah, underestimate yeah, 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 yeah. it. Thank you. Um, and so, but there was like I said, there's that thing of like minds of creative, creative. You know, and I I saw you and I met you and you know we saw each other and it was just like. Yeah, this is somebody I'm gonna I'm going to instantly have something to talk about with. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean and I I developed this weird skill back when I was a DJ in Denver and and you you very quickly learn to weed out the difference between people who come up to you because they want you to play the song of the girl they're trying to bang hmm. because that's the song she wants to hear and that and somebody who actually wants to make a connection with you. And I've, I've parlayed that skill into everyday life. And when I meet somebody who I perceive to have some sort of a creative spark... On some other level, it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm actually going to be able to not have a bullshit small talk conversation. I'm actually going to talk about real shit with this person. And that, that's what happened. And that's why, you know, and then we became friends on Facebook and started talking and started seeing each other's posts and stuff. And then the Bowie thing. And that was like uh, a very unifying thing for us. Hmm. And I've found so many people I know and that I know peripherally have come out of the woodwork and I've actually gotten closer to in the last two weeks since Bowie died because of that massive all reaching pervasive influence that Bowie has had on modern culture on in every realm of art. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that has been such a unifying thing for me and a lot of people. I've, I've had more great, wonderful, deep conversations with people that I barely know in the last two weeks than I've had in the last 20 years. And it's, you know, and I hate to, have it because our alien god left the planet but it's been uh um, there's, there's something good has come out of it
2: i hate yeah. that
1: it takes things yeah. like that i hate that it takes death to bring people closer but it does but maybe that's the good that comes out of death you yeah know? i mean yeah. Cause it is such yeah. an awful thing if there's anything that can what's left behind
0: out of the work yeah. the sensibility the the because bowie's for lack of a better word, personality or aura has forever made its mark on this world. And it will never die. It will never go away. Mm-hmm. Bowie was always going to be a thing. Fuck you, Eli. It's always going to be a thing. Um. And yeah, it is sad sometimes often that death is one of those things that winds up becoming a unifying force. But think about how many Historical progressive moments were started with a death.
1: Death can inspire us too. Yeah. You know, it.
0: Think about MLK. Think about um, yeah the 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 young uh, fella in Wyoming. Think about Mar- uh, Mark. Well, should I forget his name? <laughs> Blinking on his name. But think about that. You know, um, or or the suffragettes who who died to get votes. To suffragists. be able to, as a
1: feminist, you should know that.
0: Yeah. Sorry, um, but yeah. So you know, yeah. Sometimes it takes a a death to make people pay the fuck attention you and know, realize, okay, we need to think about this. We need to do something a little different going forward. We need to do. We need to shift gears here. Because and on a
1: smaller scale, it makes you look inside yourself. Exactly. Like I hear a lot of people. Talking about how impressed they were that as he knew he was dying, he still managed to put together he this album.
0: even made it his death right. piece of art.
1: And people are like, what the fuck am I doing with my no, life? Nobody else could that, do that. You know? Nobody
0: else could have that power of that, 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 that sense of personal will.
1: That's the thing. I think people could. Could. You're right. I don't think could. They, they think they can. I don't
0: think a lot of other people have.
1: I think people really tend to not know what lies within themselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, that's, and I think it, Bowie it, it, he was he constantly—he left, left this earth still inspiring people, yeah. and that's an amazing thing.
0: And now we've just heard there's going to be posthumous album releases, stuff, yeah, I saw other that. material that he purposely set aside for us, for us, for you, for me, for us. I mean, this,
1: and also for himself, he knows right. he's going to live on right. in his music. Right. Well, right, right. I mean, come on, he's an artist, and we're right. a little self-indulgent. It's—it's—he's still human sort of <laughs> you, make, you make a thing
0: that gets put down in some form of record and it's going to live forever this is in some why form we do that i mean
1: right. this is why right. we make right. our art right. it's 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 leaving something behind that's why
0: i did a podcast with my dad a few months ago because that's gonna live on forever when my dad's not here anymore i get to go back and listen to that and have a conversation with my dad again mm-hmm. and you know i get to have that now yeah
1: it's important. It's important that you yeah. think about those things ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you're it's saying. It's all
0: important. And yeah. that's like the only reason why I did it. I wanted to have a conversation with my dad. My dad was in town and it's like, I want to, I want to talk to you. I want to talk about your childhood. I want to talk about, I want to see the world through your eyes for in a couple hours. You that's, know, that's and talk awesome. Talk about that.
1: That's awesome. You have the ability to do that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. did a, um, about a year and a half ago. When I go back east, that sometimes do Radio interviews back there And cool. plug whatever I'm there for or, working sure, on or sure. whatever. And um, this is one DJ in particular She's a friend of mine And he brings me on a show every time And I was like My mom was driving me to the radio station And I was like, come in with me And she's like, no, no, I'll just wait in the car Brought her inside, no, no, I'll just wait in the lobby I'm like, you're coming in the booth You're coming into the studio with me And um, just because she, you know As someone who doesn't work in entertainment When the hell is she going to be on a radio show? and she got in there and the DJ was so sweet and accommodating and gave her headphones. She didn't want to put them on, but she finally put them on. We're like, "No, be part of it. Here's a microphone if you want to say something." And I just love that moment because she was so out of her element, but I wanted her to be there with me as I was doing it because it just
0: And now she's got something to talk about with her friends super or whatever. It's like, oh, "I it was on the radio to today there. with my daughter."
1: Yeah, and so. it's just like I want you to be here sharing this experience with me because yeah. this is what I do, yeah. and I don't get to see you because we live in different states, so Be here with me. Do this with me. It's awesome.
2: That's cool. Yeah. That's really
1: cool. I mean, I wasn't doing an actual interview, but it's good to preserve those moments, you know? I think, uh, I don't know. My grandpa lives in Cape Cod. He's, He's 93 years old. Bless him. I try to call him at least once a month, you know, because just these conversations of like, the other grandparents I've lost, or just people in general you lose, and you look back and go... Did I do enough? Did I communicate enough? Oh yeah.
0: Did I- And we all have that. We all, even if we were as close as we possibly could be to a person, there was that one more thing. There's always that one more thing, or five more things, or there's always that list of stuff you didn't get to check off.
1: Yeah, when you don't know, right? I right, guess right, the right. only upside about knowing your right, end is right, coming right. is
0: you get you to can't. It. You can try to get the checklist taken
1: care yeah, of. Yeah, you can try. Right, but I mean it's we're going down a murky road right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, no, I, I've I've lost all my grandparents now. My last, uh, my mom's mom died last year, April, I want to say. Mm. And that was the last one. My dad's mom died a few years ago, and then they're, both of their dads were died in the 90s. And so it was... I've kind of become the custodian of some of the family memories and stuff, the pictures sure. and the, the the old family Bibles and that sort of thing. And I love that stuff. And my parents neither my fam- parents give a crap. And some people are into family stuff, and some people aren't. But I think both of my parents had kind of tumultuous relationships with their parents. Right. But I had good relationships with at least my mom's parents and somewhat with my dad's mom. My dad's dad was a real tough nut to crack, real stoic and real you know hard, but. So being able to just sit down and talk about stuff and go through pictures and write things on the backs of pictures so I remember. Mm. Because I they, they were there and they lived it. it, but now I get to remember for them and and t- pass that on to sure. to my my kid and hopefully I don't know if my if my kid is going to have kids because my kid's trans, so I don't know if that's down the road for them for her, for her. So I don't know yet. So we'll 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 see we'll get there when we get there and maybe they'll adopt who knows but whatever but but um so but being able to have that and put the pictures up on the wall and 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 look back and say oh that's that person and that's that person and this person was in the war and that person went to this country and that person was there and it's 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 you, you see the world through these other eyes or or a little glimpse of it's again it's like watching a short film you get a little slice a little sliver of of a life that was lived and that's you, why
1: I like short films so yeah, much yeah, yeah. it's like a less, Did, <laughs> it's it, you have you seen
0: you've seen uh jess and laura uh-huh. oh.
1: yeah yeah
0: because Patrick and i gushed i gushed to him the same way I gushed to you about about the routine god damn mm-hmm. I mean just that it picked me up and threw me across the room because i'm you got yeah. I mean I love when
1: you're just thrown into a moment of someone else's life and it, it takes you a moment to get your bearings and figure out what the hell are you watching, what's what's going on here. That's what I like. So yeah. it, again it makes you think. Yes. It makes you actually yes. have to really focus constantly. It concentrate. involves
0: you. You it's a two way relationship. Yes, it exactly. Like it's not exactly. you're not just passive sitting back shoveling popcorn, yeah, a letting a movie wash over you. Right. This is a two way relationship.
1: I think it I find it's just more intimate. Yeah. You know, exactly. Because you are exactly. so in it. Exactly. That's the kind of stuff. A I lot, to lot of people
0: were like, Oh boy, a yeah, big deal. Celebrity death, big deal. Celebrities die. People die all the time. But, it, but it was the thing of, okay, this guy died. And some people were like, I felt like I lost a parent. I felt like I lost a relative. I feel like I lost a friend. I feel like I lost somebody, a mentor, somebody who was really important to me. And then here's a person that doesn't know me. I didn't know them personally, never even got to talk to them, but I didn't know them but they through their work helped me know myself.
1: Right. And
0: that right there.
1: His body of work is so massive.
0: But again, going back and the same thing applies to those sh- short pieces, those short films. Those slices. Yeah, everybody,
1: he's basically comparing Bowie in my short film. They're in the same sentence. I just we, this is on the record. Yeah. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's but it's that same sensibility. It's 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 a there's a there's a there's a similarity in the terms of how it makes you feel and how it makes you how you interact with that art of of is this art that's passive or is this art that's a two way Mm -hmm. interactive Mm -hmm. and I feel like a short film like yours, like Patrick's, is that sense of interactive art that that makes you engage with it Mm -hmm. and engage with yourself.
1: Remember the end of Castaway when he's standing there literally at a crossroads. Crossroads, yeah. And there were so many people that were like, "Well, why did in there? Why don't we see what he does? Does he go back? Does he go to the girl? Does he leave?" That's up, That's up to you. That's the fucking point. That's up to you to That's think exactly, about. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. I like David love that Lynch. What
0: happens? That's up to That's you up decide. to decide. Or even totally asking too. David Lynch. So what happens next? What happened? He says, "I don't know. I haven't been told the rest of that story."
1: Mm-hmm. I like. The, I love it when people in, in my the routine played a bunch of festivals. I attended as many as I could. Um, And the, the Q&A's after, and I would hear that a lot, or just people talking Mm -hmm, at like, whenever receptions and stuff, they'd always ask the same questions, uh, you know, uh, which always, well what, after that, what happens now, or how, what was this, and that's up to you, I'm not gonna decide that for you, I mean, I, I know what I felt when I wrote it, but, when I wrote it, when you dreamt it, when I wrote it, when I dreamt it and then wrote it, but, I don't know, I like,
0: Ambiguity I mean, a is link. a thing that's yeah. so lost on so many people. It's like satire. It's like other things where it's just like, it takes work. Mm-hmm. It, it's stuff that makes you think. And and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the world needs more of that. We don't need to be spoon-fed anymore.
1: I agree. My, it's the same, I got a new one coming out soon, which... And I was just
0: getting know. ready to ask my next question. What's around the corner for you? What's down the road for oh, you? What's uh, coming?
1: <laughs> um... I was just going to tell you, I'll invite you to the screening when we have it for that one, because I think you'll dig it. I think you'll dig it. It's different, slightly different genre, but similar, because I do lean towards... It's kind of the
0: same, except different. <laughs>
1: exactly. No! Yes, maybe. It's, uh... I'm not in this one. It, um... Stars, uh... Ernest Thomas, who's amazing. Did you ever watch What's Happening? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. So he's mm-hmm. on that. He played Raj. Okay. On that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's my actor. He's, he's, he's fucking awesome. Um... It's similar in the sense that it's, well, it's kind of bleak. That's my thing. Yeah. But it's, I would say, whereas the routine is more sci fi, mm-hmm. this is maybe horror ish. I, I think it's kind of sci fi ish. I don't horror-ish, know Horror ish, fantasy ish. Yeah, yeah. Just as far as what's happening. Can this happen? Could this happen? Is this happening? And I, I already know that there's going to be a bazillion questions from this one, too. People are going to be asking, you know, did mm. this really happen? Mm-hmm. Did he dream this? Did this, what happens in the end? We don't know. What happens after? And again, the time frame. I'm very... I guess we all have our style. You bet. But I'm excited. We're very close. We're trying
0: to make that timeless thing that has little snippets of the past. And could it be a future reality? And could it not? And again, f- making yeah. that audience work.
1: I find that... Keep this them working. One, this one's called Earworm. And mm. I find that when... You're working – here's my thing, because you mentioned earlier with the routine about Mm. it – what did you say? You said it felt like – damn it, I can't remember what you said now, but you made some comment that I wanted to touch on as far as just being a filmmaker is concerned. When you write – when I write, anyway, when I I write something – There's scripts I write just to write, and there's scripts I write knowing I'm going to make this movie. And if it's something I want to make and I want to make soon, then you have to make it on a low budget. And if it's going to be on a low budget, you don't want it to look like it. I'm not one of those people. I'm not – I mean, I know there's a big – there's a huge influx of people now that are calling themselves filmmakers. who are like, let's just run out and shoot something. And it's just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can write like low budget, but I still want it to be as stylized as possible. Mm-hmm. I want it to look mm-hmm. good. You
0: want it to look good. I yeah. do.
1: And you can do that on a low budget. You can. People you are usually can. shocked when I tell them. But you have to, you have to work cost. at it a little
0: bit. But you ha- you, ha- you do. You have, you have, to, have to, you have creative. to get creative. Just like yeah. I was talking about how
1: you have to get your hands dirty. Right,
0: right. About where you're in a certain when you have when the artist is constrained in some fashion. That's there in the creativity yeah. lies that's that forces you to create more, to be more right. creative.
1: When I shot the routine, I wanted it to. I mean, what you see is almost all of it was in my. We had to tweak a little bit once we got the once I got the location. Sure. I tweaked the script a little bit sure. because, well, like for example, there's a piano at the location. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, fuck, I'm adding that into the script, you know. But and I took out something else that they didn't have because I didn't want to schlep stuff over there. But. Right. Um Overall, though, as far as the style, the minute when I was location scouting, the minute I walked into that house, I was like, oh, my God, it's perfect. Because the old-fashioned, we didn't really, I didn't really have to, the bedroom, I dressed, and maybe the kitchen, but that living room area, that was as is. Just as is. Yeah, yeah I really locked down. I
0: love the just the, the, the vacuum cleaner banging into the leg of the piano. <laughs> and you're just like, what is wrong with her?
1: So this what is my, wrong with her? my new one
0: is it, she on drugs? Is she a steppard wife? Is she just zoned out? Is she got, you know, uh, suburban ennui? I mean so what right. it, you know, is she so is she just so in the doldrums of a of a trench of her existence that she just is basically in a constant like fugue state of of I'm not really here or just zoning out and then you then, then And she then,
1: hardly talks, then, so you have right. to figure but it then, out on your then own.
0: As, as the, as, it, it, it doesn't do so visually, but conceptually, it pulls back. the The film pulls back, and you see more of the picture. Yeah. Even though slow even though framing wise, it's still the same aspect. It pulls back.
2: And Your, pulls the story
0: is being the, told the, the, through
1: the phone calls. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, it, and, and it and it and
0: it and it pulls back, and it pulls back, and it pulls back, and that veil gets drawn, and you're like, oh. and then it, the penny drops. And then you go back while you're watching it, thinking about everything that's happened up to that point because of the repetition that replays over and over and over again. It was, I, 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 and I don't mean to blow smoke up your ass, but it just was masterfully crafted.
1: Oh my god! It was you.
0: so well put together wow. and so I'll sit here all day. So <laughs> just subtle and blatant all at the same time, and I don't know how to 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 to. to other than to juxtapose those two things, it was all at the same time. This is
1: what makes it all worth it, by the way. When you're when you're trying to create something, and people are just like, "Well, I don't understand why you're doing this," <laughs> you know. Or it, it's short films; you don't make money off them. Mm. But it's moments like these, because when what you create, it's coming from your brain, and you put it down on paper. And I remember I was passing the, the script around, and there were a few people that didn't get it. They're like, "What?" And I knew in my head, I'm like, but I picture, and, and, but the people who got it freaked out and wanted to be involved and wanted to help and wanted, they're like, oh, God. But from a,
0: from a viewer mission. And that makes me happy too, because that was just
1: the point. I'm like, Ken, it works on paper. Will I be able to pull it off where it's going to work on screen? And I was nervous about that. Um, and the same with my new one. It's, Similar also in the sense that there's really no dialogue. There's no dialogue in this. I like to tell a story. I love, I visually. love,
0: I love visual storytelling. Love it, love it, love love it. Love, love. I and feel again, like a lot
1: of people rely so heavily on dialogue to tell you the story and then it feels forced and unnatural and what have you. And, and I, I
0: know, I know, you know, Tim Burton, blah, 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 but his earlier work, there's so much visual storytelling happening and, and you
1: can do this yes, even on a budget on that's budget. my point you, you don't need you can be a gr- good eraser head Eraserhead
0: was made exactly for, for pennies and and exactly and just so much of that film the the bleak stark
1: you can create a style and a
0: tone horror of that character was told screamed from the top of a mountain through john nance's face right just just punched down your throat from john nance's face and so subtle and so maddening and so horrified to be in the middle of this thing
1: and you, it's happening. so important to find a good actor mm-hmm. but then to create you have to give and them- john
0: nance was a little fucked up i mean <laughs> as a person yes. as a human being he, he was a little off I mean, he wound up getting murdered from like a card game or something. Jesus Christ! Right I knew after that. Lost High, or,
2: <clears throat>
0: yeah, right after Lost Highway, I think he got murdered.
1: Actually, I had no idea. Yeah, and
0: and and also Richard Pryor's last movie. Um, but there was something a little off about him. You remember in mm-hmm. Blue Velvet, I'm Paul, <laughs> and then he would just walk away. And of course, the best line ever said in anything ever: "She's dead." Wrapped in plastic. And we say that at home.
2: We say that.
0: My first marriage, we said that. We would call each other in the middle of the day on a payphone and say, she's dead. Wrapped in plastic. You know? And it's like, but he was a little off. He was a little not there. There was something about him that was just a little off. And...
1: Some people, that's where their art comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But and, and Lynch has, has that mastery of being able to pick people that you normally wouldn't give a second glance to and he'll give them screen time.
1: That's what makes it so Elderly interesting. people,
0: people of color, people who little people or differently able people, whatever people, but not just regular white people. Is My not actor in
1: everything. Earworm is so associated with comedy. And I was like, "But I know you can do my drama."
0: The comedians make
1: the best, most yeah. He's got this. Dramatists. Ernie has this face that yeah. I just I love his face. Yeah, he's got yeah, this yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I didn't write it with him in mind. You know, I used to love you? Jimmy
0: Walker too. Yeah, when they would do a he- great face too. when they would do a heavy story on Good Times, he pulled that off. I mean, the woman I, I forget her name. The woman who played Florida, his mom in the show, was the the dramatic heart of that show. But when when JJ was having a problem. Mm something heavy was going down comedians have a way of bringing in oh yeah because you don't expect that gorgeous. from them and yes they are the darkest of souls and they can convey <laughs> drama in a way that other people, garp mm. and one hour photo mm. and and yeah they they're the darkest of souls and and they you know pretty actors doing drama blah 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 boo hoo relationship whatever drug addiction whatever blah 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 but then you see somebody who's got that comedic sense that mirth, that, sense, that per, some that person that you were so expecting to see laugh or make you laugh all the time. Suddenly that's not happening.
1: I'm a big and fan you casting pay against Pay
0: attention.
1: Exactly. Exactly. What
0: dreams may come. Another great mm-hmm. Rob was that was Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. That was uh Oh, um, the writer on that one. Um, why am I blanking?
0: <laughs> Welcome to Blank Talk. <laughs> so you've got you've got earworm coming out, um, yeah, and that's going to hit the festival circuit again, the short film festivals. Yeah, this
1: year <laughs> we're in the final throes of uh, editing. Yeah, what's your time frame? Um, I'm hoping within the month. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to seeing it. We very just much
1: finished so. up our visual effects. It's we're gonna do our we are gonna log our picture, and so we're very very close. What
0: are you what are you consuming right now in terms of you're creating? But what are you consuming? From a creative standpoint, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you?
2: Oh, God, what what are you I
0: going right to right see? Now. What are you? What are you consuming of others, other people's works? or are you so wrapped up in your own uh, uh, creativity work that that you don't have time? I, it's because that's all bad. good, you know, good, good, bad or otherwise. I mean, that happens. So you know,
1: what was I just binge watching? I can't remember. Damn it. Um, you haven't
0: gotten to Twin Peaks yet but.
1: No, but I just finally wa- finally watched The Christmas episode of uh, Black Mirror mm. I've watched all the others Oh, yeah, with
0: John Hamm Haven't, seen it, See haven't so seen it good. yet Haven't seen it yet We, so we watched the first episode of the first season of Black Mirror And my wife cried and could not Said, I, I, I can't watch anymore this show
1: there's only one that made me cry,
0: and that, because the whole thing with the prime minister and the pig and blah, 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 and, and and
1: that was brutal. It that was one. brutal. It's kind of that league.
0: first episode, like, and you're ugh. like, fuck. I,
1: that's the first and one. It exactly, just wrecked
0: <laughs> Danny, just wrecked her, and she's like, I can't watch it's this show. Know, the rest aren't. Is, it's so different. right? That and, but kinda, then eventually we we went on and started watching more, and every I can't watch. Episode, I can't
1: rewatch. Be right back. I can't. Right. That one guts me. I've oh. seen
0: the first four or five, and then there was was there a season two yet, or is that coming?
1: No, season three is coming. The first two season seasons. It's only okay. like three episodes per season. Right, right,
0: right. So we need so. to watch it, but I want to watch the, I haven't watched the Christmas one yet, so, but.
1: Yeah, I finally, they So finally the Christmas episode it. of
0: Black Mirror, yeah.
1: It's, so there's that. It, you know, Black Mirror, it was turned on by somebody who'd watched The Routine.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. they
1: loved it, and they were like, you'd really like this show. And I went and watched it, and was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's good, bleak. Oh and the god. whole
0: thing of technology. It's,
1: exa- it's exactly, it's exactly my it's, thing. It's yeah, like it's almost right your, for, your film I mean, for that show. could almost be a Black Mirror episode. I would like to write for that show. Charlie yeah. Brooker, if you're listening, um, it's yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's probably my that's my current favorite TV show right now. Nice, nice. I just freaking adore it. Nice. Um, last thing I saw, saw in the theater was Sisters. Okay. Um, do do do. What else am I doing? I yeah. don't know, man. I'm watching. I've been binge watching. Oh, I've been binge watching. Uh, finally, Ash versus Evil Dead.
0: Oh yes. yes. I'm yeah, so yeah, behind the baby. curve, but yeah, it's yeah, fine. baby. It's <laughs> so, so good, so good, and I love love the 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 Ke- Kelly the 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 main female act mm. I've liked her She's
2: up. <laughs> I've liked
0: her since Craig Ferguson she was on late night Craig Ferguson late late show Craig Ferguson uh-huh. she played he had her come on as some kind of uh, um, CBS corporate censor oh, really yeah you know in the in the in the you know the the skirt suit and everything mm-hmm. with the clipboard and and Playing that character, and then she also did like an Amy Winehouse biopic thing too.
1: I could see her playing totally, that. yeah. But
0: she, there's a there's a instantly was just um, attracted to her performance like a magnet, and and there's something so um, I don't know. There's something so compelling about her performance. There's something very like East Coast raw, kind of you know that that you know Italian and or Jewish woman you know outspoken (laughs) loud thing that I've always paid attention to and 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 so much more going on there as well especially within the context of the story but yeah that was just one of the that was one of the great great performances and that show is so fun so fucking fun I
1: haven't finished them all I'm like halfway through I'm yeah. gonna watch the rest uh, yeah, yeah. soon.
0: Yeah, it's all good. It's yeah, all so it's fun. good.
1: It's a good time. They're, they've really kept. Uh,
0: they kept, kept the, through. the spirit of everything. Exactly. The through line from the everything, and there's all the flashback stuff, and yeah. it's still great.
1: I love that they can do that. Like that's that that's fun. Have
0: you seen Luli, L- Lucy Lawless's character show up yet? Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah I hope yeah, yeah. she
1: comes back. I don't know. i don't want to say too much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah love yeah, her. Yeah another badass and then the cop too she's great too and they're all these badass chicks and I like that and badass in a real authentic sort of way and
0: the only word they ever speak about Ash is what a dipshit he
2: is he is but that's why
1: we love him
0: because he is and he he totally (laughs) is totally is
1: oh my god
0: Yeah, you want to hear something great, baby? I'll read you out of this book. <laughs>
1: just so great, Just awesomeness.
0: So, well, uh, Danny and I went to see Star Wars again. Obviously, we, we didn't. I need to see it again. Two weeks ago, we didn't do a podcast because Bowie and we did, uh, we had Joel Murray last week. So we're getting back into podcasting. I haven't been watching stuff. I've been spending, we've been spending a lot of time with friends. We've been, uh, there's been a lot of Bowie related events, club events and, and karaoke events and things. So, You know, obviously, we uh, you know there's been ground control in the clubs we go to, but we've just been spending a lot of time with old friends and making new friends, and and that making new connections and making really good connection choices this year is kind of one of the things that I Mm want to work on uh, and continue to, to to do. Last year was a real good. Solidifying foundation building year for us as a, as a family, as a couple and, and with us and the kids and, and get buying a hat. We bought our first place Congratulations. and thank you. And, um, we worked a lot of our stuff out with a counselor and, and, and got in a way better, even better place than we were before. We've lost a bunch of weight. We got, we've been getting healthy and, and feeling like going out and being seen and, 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 people are cropping up new people new faces and new those like I said that thing of instant kismet of connection of this person's going to be important to me and I'm being able to tell that almost instantly and you have to be open to it totally totally and I'm always been kind of open to that but I'm very much I got to go out with my best friend I got to go out with my wife I have to take her with me because she's my best friend and I have to experience this with her but she was the one who was always kind of the recluse, and now she's coming into her own, and she's putting herself out there, and it's paying back in dividends. It's and not always easy. Conditions. No, it's not. I've it's definitely not. gone
1: out, and I'm just like, nope. I'm the gregarious one.
0: I'm the I'm the outgoing, gregarious one, and she's the, always been the one, the hermit. And so this whole thing of her wanting to now wanting to requesting to go out and be seen and see people and meet people and that's awesome. And it's 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 great, and we're we're. Yeah, this is this is the year that the, the the air is just like crackling with excitement and possibility and and and, and anticipation of ne- new events and new times and new things and just, new. Patient. New parties, new clubs, new things and and so that's you been, guys
1: make any resolutions? You
2: no, 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 no. I don't, I don't really make, make
0: resolutions. No. I, said I actually goals. this year I made a resolution not to make any more resolutions. <laughs> and it uh, it hasn't gone well, so
1: I set stupid little goals like this year yeah. I'm going to do this.
0: Right. We're setting goals, but it has nothing to do with the calendar date. It has to do with just this is a goal that needs to happen in order to make life stuff happen or whatever. Uh, and a lot of... Some of those are fitness goals. Like, we have fitness goals, and we're actually getting ready to set new goals very soon this week uh, with our trainer and stuff. Because um, I kind of went through, like, like, a dark period uh, right around my birthday last year. The Weirdest thing happened. I ha- I had, like, a m- like midlife crisis bullshit, something I thought would never fucking happen to me because I am that. not a middle-aged, you know, white, you know, suburban guy, whatever, who can't fuck 23 year olds anymore and it pissed off about it. I'm not that guy. I don't drive a red <laughs> convertible. I do have a stick shift, but only because of the uh, fuel economy. But, um, so that hit me out of left field and I got really pissed off at myself because of that. And then also I took a job traversing the dreaded 405 every day and which I also said I would never do again. And so those things happening at the same time mm. was not good. August through mid October were not, great and then Halloween came and went and then the holiday season started right before the holiday season started I started like really coming into my own it was right pretty much Thanksgiving day that I kind of turned myself around and went okay you need to pull yourself out of this fucking spiral you need to move forward you need to forgive yourself and move on and I did and the rest of the holiday season was just magical glorious hey it's Christmas and the kids and the family and friends and this and that and time off and then now with the new year other than the horrendous tragedies that have befallen us on a grand right artistic level.
2: Yeah,
0: um, I was a pretty big Eagles fan, too. So, Glenn Frey hurt, too. Um, but, uh, so, other than those things, hmm. life's been good. I mean, really pretty That's good. important. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: important. Hmm. It's like I... It's funny how people look at the new year as like, oh, it's a fresh new year, and I can start everything anew and fix stuff. And
0: you could say that every day.
1: I know, but you could say we that. Don't, no, we, we don't, though. We don't. It's like this. You, you could know, say that
0: every minute. You could say, thing. hey, man, five minutes from now is going to be awesome,
1: right? There's something, and I, I don't know if it's just because it falls on the heels well, of the holiday. There's
0: there's millennia plans. of of. Of tradition and media and, and, and ceremony to back that up of, mm-hmm. as to why that's a thing. So, you know, I kind of get that, but I've never been one to succumb to everyone else's definition of, of a calendar flip or a date or, a, or an observance necessarily, so...
1: I don't know. Maybe for some people it's just like cleaning house.
0: Sure, sure, you know? sure. Yeah. Hey, you know, we we everybody can set a deadline for a thing, and if that has, and that's New Year's, then that. You know, and for cool. some
1: people, they need it because it gives them hope. Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You're right. 2015 was a fucking shit show for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I the mean, only- it happened
0: to a lot of people, and and even though there were, I kind of went through that dark period. Overall, 2015 was an amazing year an awful for us. Land. Awful, awful, yeah, awful, yeah, yeah, awful, yeah. awful
1: year. One good thing happened in 2015. and That was i made my new movie i shot it i yeah, shot it yeah, yeah, yeah. last fall and then that I, I i think there's that whole when am i gonna stop feeling so awful about mm-hmm, this year mm-hmm. oh when the year's over and there's sure. a new year sure, right? sure, 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 and it's just weird and i know yeah. it's stupid no, it's no, just numbers yeah. and yeah, days yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, yeah. right and you can like change your attitude and it's but, not we're, but
0: we're but we're logic to to a degree kind of at the heart of us we're logical creatures we 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 respond on a Biochemical level to the sunrise and sunset and the movements of stars. Sure, and, and I think how people need
1: closure with stuff, you bet, you and bet. they need beginnings and they need endings.
0: We we our brains are 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 wired to uh, associate significance oh, yeah. to things as a survival mechanism, as Absolutely. a way to because we have to follow the wildebeests, we have to you know know when the salmon are swimming upstream, we have to whatever it is, we you have know to it's a
1: full moon right,
0: we have to survive so. um, you know, we we associate patterns, recognize patterns. So yeah, it's. So I
1: think it's a good thing. I mean, yeah, sure, sure. The year ends, and then people. How have is your hope. year
0: going, other than?
1: So far, so good. Bowie, good I mean, I, good. I, I I hate to sound cliche, but I do feel glad that it's a new year. Good. I'm glad it's a new year. Yeah, a lot of people were
0: like, "Fuck 2015." I'm glad yeah, it's over. Yeah, it kind of put
1: my head to rest. Like you know, I'm going to leave a bunch of that stuff behind and start from this new place mm-hmm. of okay well here's where i am now mm-hmm. and i feel very differently about a lot of things mm-hmm. and i'm excited about my film cuz i'm so mm-hmm. close to being yeah, done yeah, and that's great. and i'm in a very different place uh things that i'm doing and um, just finding a i guess a positive place to be i mean like it's 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 work like anything else not like you just wake up every day feeling amazing but um i don't know it's it's Full of possibility. I think there's that that gets people like, cool. oh, it's January. It's brand new year. There's so many things that can happen and we can cool. do. We, we're not going to. We haven't fucked it all up yet. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Haven't cool. fucked it up yet. Right. It's almost like when you start, when you first meet somebody, right. like when you first start courting someone, mm, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, only yeah. going to see all the good things about me. I'm going to be on my best behavior. And then like six months later, you're like, well, but fucked they it all know up. know who now. I am now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So where can people find you online?
1: Oh, gosh, Facebook. Good. Forward slash Tara Price. Cool. Um, I'm on Twitter mm-hmm. at Tara Price Less. Cool. And I'm on Vimeo as well. You can Excellent. watch. You can actually watch the routine. Oh, cool. On Vimeo. That's it's, what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the page for just that, but my page on Vimeo, well, the video's right there. Right. Same thing, Tara Price. Vimeo.com forward slash Tara Price.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll put links up to everything. I'll put a link up to Vimeo on Vimeo cool. to all the things. So. Thanks, man. So, recommendations and everything else. So. It was
1: amazing we had this entire conversation about the routine and yet gave nothing away. I'm <laughs> very impressed. I try. First word out of people's Professional usually, podcaster. So, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Annie, you just spoiled it. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Thank you. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs>
0: All right, um, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. I'm underscore St. Michael on Instagram. You can find us online as something2xp.net. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and Google+. Please check out our blog. Listen to past episodes on something2xp.net. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind
2: you just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. Please visit our website at something2xp.net. You can find us online everywhere as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Please help support our podcast and get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com something2xp. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.